Comic Timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 204 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast voted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Join in as Brecca Cena, rotating panel of guests, and myself, Ian Levison, discuss whatever comes to mind, time after time, here on Comic Timing. I should really stop saying rotating because we've kind of settled on the same people, but that's not a bad thing. And hey, we're checking in for the first time since September, and that was a crossover. So at least we get a fourth episode out before 2020 is over. Praise us. Praise us. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name's Ian Levisine, and welcome to episode 204 of Comic Timing, confirming to all that we are slightly more regular than Merd's Time Bubble, which hasn't come out in a year and a half. All right, we got uh, we got Casina here. He's 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 back, and he finally got a haircut. Hey, I, I liked my long hair. I've never had hair that long. <laughs> you you looked you kind of looked like the like the af, like the before photo in a uh, in a catalog for a hair salon. Not in a bad way. I'm just saying, like like it looked like you were you you were getting you were getting a little shaggy there, man. Like like just just a little bit, just a little bit. I, I, I had a haircut in the middle of all that just to even it out so it would grow evenly. Oh, okay, all and right. that if I wanted to keep the long hair, yeah, it would look nice because it was looking a little funky. <laughs> When it was first getting going. Oh, my God. No, trust me. I looked way fucking worse when it came to hair. Like, halfway through COVID hit, before I first got, like, went into Brooklyn and got my first haircut, I was, I was like the wild man of Borneo. It was pretty freaking bad, man. <laughs> you know, some of, some of us don't have the luxury of being able just to shave our head and call it a day. That That that's, is true. But one of those well, people, by choice, by yeah. choice, I could do it, but I wouldn't be married anymore. But so, what? But one go. of those people who gets to shave his head uh, is is Mr. Brandon Christopher. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon. I assume that's what he does. Yeah, I know. Uh, you're muted, Brandon. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I was to make sure you couldn't hear the in the background. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely, fantastic. And uh, Donovan Morgan Grant joins us as well. Dono, what a going on. Man, like, so, like, in the beginning of the year, my hair quickly went all, you know, abandoned at sea. My hair, I, like, my, my facial hair grew out. I was looking pretty shaggy. Mm-hmm. I slicked up. I cleaned up. I was looking nice. And, like, like Tim Allen and Santa Claus, they just grew all the way out again. It's just like, <laughs> th- this sucks. Like, like Brady can testify, it is hard keeping up with, like, black hair. It really mm. is. It's actually a pain in the ass. <laughs> God, like, oh, man. I've gotten maybe three haircuts in, like, the last nine months it's been ridiculous yeah that's that's that, that, that's about where i am too and and i have white hair so that's that's a very very different experience <laughs> as in i'm You're starting black. to go, no i'm starting to go white man like straight up it's happening are you, are you I'll, gonna I'll, end I'll up like your dad no <laughs> inside inside your dad have jew hair and that what you call it yeah uh, inside reference my father's hair looks like the hair of christopher lloyd and and I I am not going there. Great Scott! All right. Ooh. <laughs> I thought I'd make an all-haired matters joke, but like I don't think that's grammatically correct. No, no, oh. it's it's not. And also, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> it's not. It's also not my beliefs. No, it is not. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, it's been a while. We know it's been a weird ass year. We know. It's a good thing we're recording this on December third, though. Because uh, next year is going to be interesting for us movie lovers. Uh, as uh, <laughs> news news broke earlier today at uh, about 10.30 a.m. Pacific. So that'd be uh, 11, 12, 1.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time. 
You know how Warner Brothers was going to release Wonder Woman 84 on HBO Max right around the time it was going to come out in theaters? So they're doing that with everything in 2021? Everything? Rest in peace, theaters. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's 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 weird right now. Uh, I, I And mind you, like, this is only the U.S. So, like, I'll make that perfectly clear. For any of you international listeners, we know it's only the United States. We're talking from a U.S. perspective here because that's all we have on the call. I know that, you know, shit's really different in Europe, especially when it comes to, like, you know, movie rights and, like, where... Uh, you know, Warner Brothers stuff goes because there's no HBO Max. They, I know that I think there's an HBO Europe or something like that, but I don't even know if they have a streaming service. Um, and they haven't said anything about that going day and date. They're going to release that in theaters probably a few weeks before things get released here in America, just to try to you know beat the piraters. But uh, yeah, um, I agree, Donovan. Uh, the theater industry's fucked. Yeah, I, I was having kind of a lazy day today. I was, I was off and like I wasn't checking my phones. And like uh, my friend Josh Metrisman, and he, he, I think he pretty much said that. And I saw like, wait a minute, all these movies at the same time? Because because Wonder because Wonder Woman was announced like theater and HBO Max. I, I guess like a month ago. Yeah. Um, which was interesting to say the least. But now it's just like, all right. Um, I mean, this you know. We are only 20, 20 uh, years into the new millennium. Is this now the way of things? Is this like our theaters? I don't think last year we imagined that they might go the way of the drive-in theaters or yeah. drive-in movie viewing. So, uh, or that, or that drive-in, or that drive-in theaters might be the only way you see movies. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> six, six feet apart. Yeah, right. Because I mean, like they've they've taken a major resurgence in areas that actually have the space for it. Uh, not the Bronx uh, or not New York City in general for the most part outside of like random spots here or there but like you know in the middle of nowhere where you have open fields you can probably set up a, a decent size screen and you know start yourself up a, uh, uh, a drive-in theater without any problems but uh, what are you going to show number one at least right mm-hmm. now and number two are those the only things that are really going to be showing these movies next year? Um, if things continue the way they're they're continuing, uh, that's the question. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got a couple. Um, so I didn't. I, I have a couple questions. Like the first question, I'll just say right now, I did not. Has anybody? Did anybody go out and see Tenet? No, I didn't. No. No, Brent. I assume nope, you didn't nope. either. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, because I heard that was, a, that was a big detriment. So, like pros cons. I mean, is like are, are like. You know, squeaky voice teens now permanently out of a job. Uh, is that going to be predictable? <laughs> so, like, uh, I, 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 I think what you're looking at here, and I know there's probably a bunch of film fans that are decrying the death of the theatrical experience, but uh, I, I made Johnson. this point on my YouTube video this afternoon: is like, where do films live now? They live on your devices. They live on televisions. Like, you know, anybody going back to watch. The Dark Knight. It's not going into a movie theater and punching it up and watching it in the movie theater whenever they want. Mm-hmm. That might be the business model of the future or something, but you know, movies live on these smaller screens, these smaller experiences nowadays. So yeah, it is unfortunate that in this weird time, in this weird year, for a limited time, they have to do this. But like you know, you know, evolve or die. Get with the program. And do you want to make money or not? You know, like. I don't know. I don't have that much uh, sympathy for theaters because 
anytime I've been in the theater, it's not a it's not a great experience, frankly. Well, uh, my 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 perspective is a little bit different than yours because I mean I mean I I would go to the movies like almost like every other week uh, for 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 years now. That's been the case. Like it's been my it's been my way to get out. You know, it's been my way to. You know, to to have a couple of, th- of of hours where you're you know just turning off your mind and and watching something, you know, even if it's something that's intelligent and actually takes some mind power, at least you're out of the house and you're doing something else. Uh, and uh, where I live right now, there's a movie theater that's a I don't know like a ten minute bus ride from from where I live, and I I would go to there all the time. It's you know it's it's an AMC theater. It has I think. 11 screens 12 screens or something like that and it's it's actually you know pretty decent for what it is it's also it's also been closed now for you know months because nothing in new york city theater wise reopened um and uh there's also like my favorite indie theater even before covid happened closed on 86th street in manhattan uh the city cinema's 86 just like out of nowhere closed like uh right before the pandemic happened uh, the the and I would you know sometimes go to other movie theaters in Manhattan or whatever. My closest theater that's open right now is in Yonkers, which is about a twenty twenty five minute drive from here. It's not impossible, but also I don't drive, so like it, it would have to be an Uber. And I don't see myself going to the theater anytime soon because of because of the virus. Because frankly, like I don't care how clean you make that place, one asshole ruins ruins the bunch. And you know that that's that's all it all it takes. You know, somebody who has a cough who hasn't been checking it, even if they're wearing a mask, you know, could could very well wind up spreading it, and that's going to be an issue. But I still love the theater, and I love the theater experience. I love seeing it in a crowd, uh, and I, I love experiencing movies. You know, with with more than just myself and 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 my girlfriend, and you know, maybe like one or two friends. And it's it sucks to have this taken away from you like this. I mean, it's not it's not taken away from you. It's it's like it's just an unfortunate thing that's happening to everyone in the world. And then it's an unfortunate that business have to make these decisions because our frankly, the federal government hasn't stepped in to support anybody oh, sure. other than large corporations and stuff like that. So right. they're not supporting whoa, whoa, movie whoa, theaters Brent. to keep them open. <laughs> they're not supporting the individual people who you know were working. Uh, you know, uh, a shift job or a day laborer thing mm-hmm. or anything that, you know, you can't be a, a server if there's no restaurants open or anything like that. Oh, so yeah. it, all, it all stems stems from that. So I agree with you. I, I like, like, I would prefer to watch comedies with people that are laughing along with me. Right. But, you know, it's just an unfortunate thing. And if the theater, if the movie industry is going to stay alive, I mean, I think Netflix and the TV television series and stuff they figured out a way to film now everybody seems like they're up and running and filming again mm-hmm. you know in spurts but you still have to find a way to distribute it if you're going to make money on this content so right. if the theaters aren't open if they can't get their act together and frankly if the u.s population is not mature enough to wear a mask and and, and get this thing nipped in the bud and, and tamp it down i don't i don't see what choice they were left with and and, mm-hmm. and and I and I get that, and I completely understand that, and I'm with you on that. That that they were left without a choice. I mean, I, I essentially said as much uh, on on Facebook as well. That you know, like there really were no options here. But I've also seen some people being almost like praising the fact that theaters are gone uh, in in this in this scenario. 
that they're, you know, that, that they, oh, well, you know, I mean, now I don't even have to leave the house. <laughs> and again, that's not me. Like, I, I will miss the experience of this. I know there's literally nothing we can do about it right now because of the state the world is in. I do hope they come back in one way or another. And, and Brandon, I mean, I'll, I'll broach that to you because, I mean, you know, you know, we've gone to movies together, you know, and I know that you do enjoy the movie experience. Uh, I mean, where do you see theaters going after this, man? Like, I mean, like, do you see the, do you see their eat like this being the norm even after we get ourselves out of this shit? Or is, is there going to be something else they can do? Even as much as I love the theater experience and I love going to the theater, I think that in a post-COVID world, this is probably the a the best option, and b it's it's honestly taking advantage of two things at one time. Number one is taking advantage of you know a lot of people don't have the ability to go to a theater. You know, it's harder to go to a theater if you have kids. I did raise my niece and nephew, and it was a pain in the ass taking those two to a theater because first off, you got to Everything you gotta find a time, which is good for for them, which is not too early, not too late. You gotta pack up everything. You gotta get there early, enough time, enough time to get decent seating. Make sure, also make sure they have their snacks, things that'll keep them quiet. Uh, and then you have to, you know, make sure that they're entertained through, through the entire film. Um, you make make sure that you know bathroom breaks, all that stuff. It's a hassle, honestly. And Number two, you're still going to get you're still going to get those box office receipts from it all. So that's the big thing. I mean, I, it's it's looking at augmentation of their money, looking at making a way, keeping a way to keep the box office intact, which is where they make their big money, and then get the gravy from on top from people who want to stay home and watch it. I mean, streaming numbers aside, I think it's actually equitable and also profitable approach to looking at this. It's it's the best of both worlds, honestly. And I think post COVID now, like. Not a lot of people are, are going to be taking those chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly going to take a bit to rebound. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. And I mean, I, I mean, I know that like until there's a a vaccine readily available for the large populace, like rather than like a couple of hundred thousand uh, that that we're talking when this thing is going to launch, like I'm I'm certainly still going to be keeping you know myself safe and not really venturing out there. You know, too much, um, and I you know, cer- exactly, cer- yeah. Certainly, being in a large ass theater with a whole bunch of other people, like that's that's dangerous. And uh, even yeah. if they do have ca- you know conditions in in there where they're cleaning and they're you know they're doing all that jazz, like yeah, people are going to take off their masks every time they eat popcorn. Like it's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Which which sucks too because like what's my favorite movie theater that I mention all the damn time? Alamo Drafthouse. <laughs> you know they're they're shit out of luck right now because like what's their they're bread? And, yeah, what's their what's their bread and butter? They serve food and beer and alcohol. Yep. Yeah, and that ain't happening anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Even if even if they do put conditions in intact, that they're like okay, well we're gonna reopen and we're gonna do this, that that and that. Like okay, great, you're gonna have five people in the freaking theater. Like it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not a rebound that's gonna happen immediately and. No. I I don't know. I just don't know how theaters are going to remain. Look, the theaters are not going to go anywhere, honestly. I, the studios won't allow it, and the theater the theater teams themselves won't allow it either. They're, they're not going to go anywhere. If anything, this is going to change the model to making every movie a blockbuster or making your big blockbusters, your, your summer temples, count even more, mm-hmm. honestly. 
uh, piggybacking off what I read earlier, like Julian Lytle, I, I even said this last year, like the theater model is changing to be, to be paying more money to see summer films. Honestly, that's where, that's where you're going to be spending most of your money. So they're going to, it's like, a, it's like a concert for the most part. How much do you pay for a ticket? How much do you pay for a ticket for a concert? Uh, 50, 75, hundred, hundred fifty dollars, yeah. right? Yeah. D- depending on what you go, because you go for the experience of the concert. It's going to be the same thing with movies. Now. You're going for the experience of a movie. You're going to pay a lot more money, probably. You're going to have the actual ambiance sitting in the theater, and you're going to see a summer blockbuster. And I think that's probably what this is going to help push that model, I think, unfortunately. Hmm. Say, in Game Count during the pandemic, what do you think would happen? <laughs> oh, oh. Well, here's, yeah. what, here's what would happen. Uh, if they did the whole, like, you know, oh, it's going to be released on this day, uh, it would just be kind of this, what things are now in terms of television, where, like, it would be an online internet communal experience mm-hmm. where Twitter mm-hmm. would all be about it. And there would be, like, live reactions and YouTube reactions and streaming and Twitch streaming discussions about it. And it would be kind of like this sort of virtual thing where, no, we're not in the theater experience yet, but we are still, even in vaster swaths of of people, rather than just pockets of a theater, kind of like, you know, turning it into the cultural thing through, you know, kind of like like, like separate but equal, quote-unquote, like kind of like, you know, viewing. Um, I, I think that, I think that's what it's going to end up being. It's going to movies are going to end up being kind of like a um, like you know people reacting to like American Crime Story or American Idol or you know like the kind of not binge shows but like you know big shows that people watch a lot. People make a point to watch live and then kind of tweet about it. So here's so here's the question. Um, you know when we do return, since Brandon uh, you know alluded to this, and I'll just you know outright say it. Do you think theaters are going to have a tiered system? Do you, do you, do, do you think it's going to be something akin to, say, like, the lesser movies you'll be able to get into for $5, but the big blockbusters you're going to have to pay 25 for? Ooh. Huh. That's a good point. I don't know. I'm not concerned with that. Yeah, because I think that might be one of the best ways to recoup your losses, you know, to to get people into the theater for the cheapies, because I mean, frankly, like I myself, like when did I go to movies the most on Tuesdays when AMC was offering, mm-hmm. te- uh, t- uh, you know, five dollar Tuesdays, because that would be the day to do it. Like, even if it was a movie I was looking yeah. forward to, I'd wait a week for a Tuesday and then I'd go ahead and, and see it. So if you had a system like that where most movies were that cheap on the regular, but then your summer blockbusters are 20, 25, hell, even 30. And, you know, you're specifically showing them in your, you know, in your, in your best theaters in the house uh, with, you know, with your reclining seats. Yeah, your Dolby Digitals, your, your reclining seats, your IMAX and what have you. Um, and you recoup your losses that way. That may be the best way to do it. Um, I don't know if it's it's viable, or I don't know if people will pay that amount of money, but it may be where we wind up going. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like this is this is I can see this being a good way for movie companies to dump off like those, you know, those contract films or like those films they don't really have a lot of confidence in, like your New Mutants. Uh, just dump them off into like your five to ten to fifteen dollars tier for a regular movie and then you know keep pumping out like your i don't know your fast and furious or like your 
Marvel movies into like your higher echelon tiers. Yeah, I could, I could see that happening. Yeah. And by the way, I don't care if it's out on digital. I, I still don't believe New Mutants exists. I, I, I still think <laughs> I still think it's a fever dream. And it's like it's like one of those uh, like placeholder names for movies that uh, movie movie studios use. Like it can't possibly be real. I'm sorry. I, it just can't. it's just like Venom. Exactly. <laughs> there are so many movies. I like that Venom. I, I, I I didn't mind Venom too, but like I didn't I didn't believe that was a thing until I actually sat down and watched it. But like, <laughs> I, there were movies that were that were that we had trailers for. That I had forgotten what's coming out. Do you remember like the sequel to like Top Gun? Yeah. Um, like yeah, I completely was... forgot about that. I was in San Diego. Wait, to which one? Uh, a, a, a Top Gun. Top Gun has a sequel. Oh God, Africa, I think. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I was in San Diego for my cousin's wedding when they were filming that movie because I remember the cabbie that uh, that was driving us I think I think to the airport if I remember correctly was mentioning that a whole bunch of streets were shut down for the filming of that and that was uh 2 years ago <laughs> and I remember God. I remember the 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 first trailer for it came out shortly thereafter and yeah. you know it was supposed to be this giant temple like hey coming soon coming yeah, soon and like go. and yeah and, and now yeah. it's been delayed a, a to, year Oh my god! The first trailer for Black Widow came out a year ago. Have we gone through the entire year without an MCU film? Yeah, we have. We have. Yeah. If we're lucky, we'll get one next year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Since Spider Man, uh, Spider Man's filming right now. Um, and mm-hmm. and I mean, well, they start production. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well not- we still got Shang Chi is done. Mm-hmm. Eternals is wrapped. Yeah. Uh, what else? Black Widow is wrapped. The, the other thing you got to talk about with soon? with HBO is that. Done. This is a this HBO thing is a battle for subscribers. Oh, this yeah. is from Warner Media. This isn't from Warner Brothers trying to stay alive. This yeah. is Warner Media yep. wanting um, you know HBO Max to gain subscribers. The thing that I saw that I found astonishing is that there's so many people that have AT and T, UVerse or phones, and HBO Max is included with their regular bill. Just mm-hmm. like mine is, I have uh, internet from AT and T. Right. And so I have HBO Max, and I activated the free membership, so to speak, because mm-hmm. it's like, no, duh. But there's many people yeah, that I've haven't done that yet. I get HBO Max. Yeah. There's many people that haven't done that yet when it's part of the free deals, and they're also trying to get people to sign up for it, You know, people like Donovan and Ian who maybe don't have a free deal, because you know this is going to go, well, if you want to watch it, there you go, 15 bucks a month, like a new movie every three weeks or something like that. I think it works out too between all, all of the films, maybe not all the ones you want to see. Yeah. Well, but I mean, black Jesus or what is it? The Judas and the black Messiah about the Fred Hampton, the black Panther uh, mm-hmm. leader that got murdered because oh, yes. by the yeah. cops and stuff. That looks fantastic. And that's coming. Yeah. Well, first so off- outside of just the genre stuff, like this is what it's about. It's about them gaining numbers on Disney plus. Yeah. And Netflix and standing on their mm-hmm. own—that's what it's about. Well, Brent, yeah, Brent, it's, Brent a, it's a prime example of hey, we can do two birds with one stone, uh, and, and increase our subscriptions, and uh, you know, look good for the shareholders in that way. I mean, I, I te- first off, I do have HBO Max for free. My mom has FiOS. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I borrow her her login. Uh, and, and I have HBO Max, so there we go. Um, my problem, Same however, my, my problem, however, is that I have you know I just got a new TV. I got a Vizio 55 inch OLED. It's gorgeous, but it doesn't have a built in HBO Max app. I can I can uh, you know AirPlay to it, 
or even Chromecast to it because it has both Android uh, casting and Apple casting built into it, which which is fine. It gets the job done, but it's an extra step. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, I also have a Roku soundbar. Yeah, still no HBO Max. Yeah, because because yeah. they haven't I, made they haven't made the deal with Roku yet. I did the AirPlay with uh, my Roku TV in my bedroom the other night, and it works. Yeah, you know. Now I have a Samsung TV upstairs and a Xbox that has the Max app, so I'll, I'll watch it through there on the 4K. Yeah, anything uh, that I really want to watch. Can we also mention that PlayStation Five doesn't have an HBO Max app yet? Yeah, PlayStation really? needs to get their shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been using my, my my friend's HBO Max password on my PS4. Yes, exactly. PS4 yes. has HBO Max. PS5 does not. <laughs> yep, I don't understand. So, so Xbox, Xbox for the Series X basically said, "All right, we're gonna, um, we're gonna port everything over." They didn't change their interface or anything like that. PS4 changed their interface, and I guess changed their code base. Mm-hmm. So, not all the apps that ha- are on PS4 are on are on PS5 for some weird reason. They didn't start. You know, Xbox picked up where they left off. Everything works. It's great. They just don't have any games to play. Uh, PS5 said we have games to play, but none of our we don't have a bunch of apps ready to launch except Netflix and Hulu or something like that. So, yeah. well, and, and and that may also, I mean, you know, whether or not they've said it or not, it may also have to do with uh, revenue sharing, uh, as as I know that that's been one of the stumbling blocks with Roku, is that Roku is looking to try to get some some money off of people who you know have the HBO Max app on their platform and possibly even have HBO Max as a channel on Roku. Um, I know that they finally made a deal with Amazon because it wasn't on a fire stick for the longest time, but they also, you know, they had to make a deal with revenue sharing there. And that could potentially be a, a stumbling block between Sony and and, uh, and Warner Brothers because, you know, obviously Sony and Warner Brothers, they're not friends. <laughs> You know what do you mean? They're 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 in similar businesses uh, when it when, at least when, uh, when it comes to media, um, not necessarily in video games, but they don't play nicely when it comes to films. Warner Brothers Entertainment and Sony Entertainment, they're they're two different things. Um, so clearly, it, it is a possibility that Sony might just be asking for some money from HBO. Uh, that might be holding up the works here. I have no idea and could just be talking out my ass, but I know that's been the stumbling block with Roku. That much I know for sure. That much I'm not talking out my ass on. I just checked. I am talking out my mouth. It's <laughs> <laughs> so always good to make sure. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. I, I, I think it's fine. I think it's just temporary. Like everybody just – it's temporary. Take it seriously. Wear a mask. Nobody wants to get COVID, you know. Nobody wants any of you guys to get COVID or anything yeah. like that. Or, yeah. Well, here's also so. the thing that, that I was I was thinking as you guys were talking. Like, will this be kind of the will this be the next like political you know tennis ball where like you know people certain people idiots take a stand you know and let's let's storm the theaters and crowd as many family members as we can and watch Wonder Woman eighty four on Christmas well. Day uh, because. These people, you know, this is America. Oh, These people God. were made to be employed and show up to work for my entertainment and possibly death. But, but, but like, the, like, do, you, do, you, do you imagine that's this is going to be the next thing? The theaters, no. the theaters are only allowed to show to sell a certain amount of tickets because you know because of not not only their own guidelines but also guidelines that have been set by individual uh, 
uh, you know, legislatures. Like, you can only have so many people inside of a freaking room at once at this point. Say, for example, like if it's a, I don't know, if it's like a 200-seat theater or something like that, you're not going to be able to sell 200 seats. You know, you, you got to have spacing in between every seat, and you got to make sure that, that, there's, that, there, that there's distance. Um, I guarantee you someone's going to find a, a way to protest and, and, and crowd that place. I'm sure they are, and they, and they probably oh, live yeah. in Staten Island. Like, I, you know, I, I'm sure that's going to wind up happening even in my own neck of the woods. But at the same time, you're going to be fucking over the theater in the process. Like the the theater yeah. doesn't doesn't want to deal with the fines when that happens. It's it, it's just it, it's it's a double edged sword and it's stupid. You want to go to the theater? Be my guest at this point. If your theaters are open and you want to go see Wonder Woman, go ahead, go to the damn theater. There's going to be social distancing, whether you like it or not. And if you're not, you're going to get kicked out of the damn theater. And and you want to wind up on on you know uh, CNN because of it? Then that's that's your own that's your own issue. But you're basically going to be fucking over the theater in the process because they're the ones that are going to wind up suffering on this. And you're probably going to wind up getting more theater shut down. I've seen so much stupid shit in the last month or two that, like, to me, I feel that, like, I'm not even crystal balling it. It's like, when will this be the next thing that you people will scream on? Scream oh, sure. On? Yeah. Oh, God. That reminds me, like, back in, I want to say, like, July or August, there was a gym in South Jersey, which was openly protesting the whole thing. I'm like, just just work outside. Work out, work out outside. Yeah. That's what they're asking for you. Just do it. They're like, but that's our God-given right to practice inside. I'm like, it's fucking July. <laughs> just work out outside. It's not that bad in New Jersey. Shut the fuck up and just do it. Yeah. Well, th- th- there was a there was a freaking restaurant in Staten Island this uh like this last week that called themselves mm-hmm. a, a, a quote-unquote safe zone. You know, an autonomous zone. For 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 COVID nineteen restrictions, like they're like, well, you know, you know, we're 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 gonna do whatever we want on this, and you can't stop us. And then they got stopped because that mm-hmm. that's not good. You can't do that. I'm sorry. There's no such thing as a restaurant being an autonomous autonomous zone unless you've named your restaurant autonomous zone. It's just it's just not it's just not gonna freaking happen. By the way, I heard autonomous zone has amazing no, ribs. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, I. It's it, uh, yeah, no. Nah, the whole the whole sh- situation's stupid. At least when it comes to that. But it, I mean, again, I, I I once again live in an, in an area where movie theaters are not open and probably will not be open for the foreseeable future. Regal straight up shut down their operations across the board mm-hmm. in the U.S. because they didn't want to have to deal with this shit. So even mm-hmm. you know, even come uh, you know come Wonder Woman eighty four, they're still not going to be open. Uh, unless they've changed their mind yeah, on that. And they did this months before anybody else did, which I thought was, okay, that's number one, brave. And number yeah. two, uh, I can actually applaud that. Like you, It sucks that they're putting their employees out of a job for the time being, but at least they took this shit serious, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and they also, uh-huh. took, they also took this shit seriously on the fact that they were losing money by being opened. You, you lose money being closed, but... You also lose money being open. So, like, if you if you're if you're an open theater with three people inside of it watching a a re release of Beetlejuice because there's nothing else for you to show, uh, how are you making money? Mm-hmm. You're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. And uh, and I know this isn't germane to what we're talking about, but I have one little rant though. One. Tiny little rant. It's 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 fine, Brandon. Yeah, you, I think our listeners are used to your rants at this point. Please continue. I, I was reading the article that you linked us, 
And I noticed that AMC was behind this. I'm like, oh yeah, the AMC's like, oh yeah, we'll, we're behind this. I'm like, first off, how dare you, AMC, get behind this when you threw a, the world's largest hissy fit <laughs> back in April? Yeah. Was it? Mm-hmm. May? Yep. yep. For Universal releasing Trolls to direct a home video. Yep. And then you had the audacity. Your, your company's president had the audacity to say they will never show another Universal film staggering with your hypocrisy right now. That is mind-blowing. Yeah. They fucking cried foul when one, theater, when one movie production house decided to try to make everyone feel a little better by releasing a kid's film, which wasn't going to make a lot of money in the first place, number one. It was probably going to make maybe, we'll say, three to four hundred million, which is probably going to make its budget back plus um, plus the cost of marketing. It probably would have broke even, all right? You threw the world's biggest hissy fit for that, and now you're behind HBO because HBO is a bigger studio, because Warner Bros. is a bigger studio? It, it's not. It's, it's not even. It, it's not even because they're a bigger studio, Brandon. It completely depends on the deals that have been made by the studios. It's because Universal went ahead and decided this unilaterally, without really approaching AMC. That AMC decided to hitch their balls up and be like, "Well, we're not going to stand for this." And then, of course, Universal made a deal with AMC, and. All of a sudden, everything's fine, guys. We're back in the game. And, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. You can release it to digital two weeks after because yippee ki yay you talk to us. Woo-hoo! Um, well, it, it, it's, about, I, it's about content. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it, I, AMC I, I, wants I, I the new that. movies, and if Warner Brothers says they're going to release them day and date, guess what? That means Warner Brothers just committed to release all of their movies next year in movie theaters, which means... Movie theaters that are open, companies like AMC, mm-hmm. they can make money. Yeah. It allows them to make money because they weren't making money off library releases. Like Ian said, like nobody's watching Back to the Future or a library film. Like you're not going to make a bunch of money that way. Yeah. So that's that's uh, what they want, and that's what they're getting. So they're happy. No, and I get that, but it just it just the, the hypocrisy behind it is just staggering. Oh, I think it's just that absolutely. It right. is just yeah, ab- absolutely. Like, but but you know what. What 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 do we know more than anything else about about big about big companies? Hypo- hypocrisy. <laughs> like they, oh god, they, they, that's that's all they know how to do is that. And oh, you, and you, I'll you support e- the art. Well, well, yeah, I will go ahead and mention because I wanted the I wanted the transition of this out of our talk of Warner Brothers here over to Disney because. The last time we talked was right around the time that Milan was going to be released. And nah. and that was going to be released, you know, quote unquote, day and date digitally. If you were willing to pay an extra $30 on top of your Disney Plus subscription. And then you'd have access for it forever, even though it was still coming to Disney Plus in like three months anyway. And shockingly, after that crashed and burned, uh, Disney did not do that with Soul, a Pixar release that was scheduled for the theaters uh, during this pandemic. And rather than try to pull that shit again, it's just going straight to Disney Plus with no extra charge. Because is that even out now? It is a. It is going Christmas to be Day. out. It is going to be out on Christmas Day, I believe. Um, yeah, it'll be out on Christmas Day. So like, you will be able to watch Wonder Woman eighty four and Soul 
on your on HBO Max and Disney Plus on Christmas Day. Um, Take that, family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, go ahead and open your gifts, and we're giving you the gift of content because that's essentially the case. I officially call Mulan a failed experiment, and I'm sure Disney does as well. Uh, and that's hypocrisy right there because we're try- we have no other way of supporting this release other than to charge $30 for you guys to watch it day of. And when it comes to Soul, eh, just go ahead and watch it. I mean, yeah, well, $30 was steep. I, I might have paid 20 to rent it because we did do that for Trolls World Tour. We did rent it twice, I think. And then we bought it when we were able to buy it. My kids love it. Oh, That's dude. fine. <laughs> we, they rewatched the shit out of it. And Trolls World Tour, if you've seen the first Trolls and liked it, it's just as cute, just as enjoyable. So from a, a parent perspective and a rock fan, it was pretty funny. But, yeah, $30, no way. And after seeing Mulan at Thanksgiving, my parents rented it from Redbox. Yeah, that was not worth 30 bucks in any shape or form. So I was so bored. <laughs> uh, I've, not, I've not heard a, positive, a single positive review for that film. I, I, I've heard some positive things about the cinematography and the shot choices, but the actual plot itself, and for that for that matter, even even the even the casting, I've heard is shit. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I have I have not watched it yet. I'm sure I'll watch it eventually, but then again, I haven't even watched uh, Lion King nor Aladdin yet. Uh, even though I know Lion King wasn't actually live action, even though Disney continues to call it that, but whatever. Right. Aladdin was blanking as shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I not enjoy Lion King. But but here's our question uh, that I would that I was going to try to piggyback off of here by by mentioning the hypocrisy of Disney is so here we are. Warner Brothers has put their ta- their cards on the table. Is Disney next? Does Disney oh, yeah. does Disney decide to release without any extra charge? Their movies, including Black Widow, which frankly, if I were Disney, I'd be moving that release back to December ASAP. Because frankly, oh, yeah. that that makes more sense to me than waiting until next freaking summer for the shit. Or or hell, even even January or February would make more sense now. But I think I think Disney's gonna be next on the on, on the group. And they're going to wind up releasing day and date uh, to, Dis- to Disney Plus and not pulling that $30 shit because there's nothing else for them to do right now. Like they, 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 they need to recoup their losses as much as Warner Brothers does. And they also need to still get money out of people. And you get, you're, you're going to get crap more people to sign up for Disney Plus if you've got, you know, new MCU movies as well as all the old ones all on your service at the same time. Is there any reason why they might not do this by the end of the year? December, they're going to find out December tenth. They're supposed to have some big investor day. They've been like forecasting it all year. Big mm-hmm. Disney Plus news on December tenth. Okay. So, you know, maybe Warner Brothers was like, "Well, we're going to make you uh, lose some money because we're going to put them all out there day and date for free." And we know Disney's a greedy son of a bitch, so maybe they were planning on charging a little bit for it. This might force their hand to be equitable per se. With uh, with Warner Brothers, you know, it's it's not competition is a good thing for us in this case. And look here, uh, like Brent said, meeting is the tenth, right? I'm going to say they're going to say the thirty first. They're going to release Black Widow. Mm-hmm. That Friday the first, Black Widow comes out. First movie of the year, first Marvel movie of the year. Also, make it 
twenty dollars, I'd pay twenty dollars for to my Disney Plus mm-hmm. for that. I'd pay thirty dollars for Black Widow, just not Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's fair. Like again, like your mileage, your mileage may vary for, for those things. Like, yeah, just make it an equitable price. Like, like I get why I, I know why they did it for Mulan because they want the Chinese money also. That's why, so they got to sure. do that. Yeah. but uh, 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 I mean, but having Black Widow come out on the, on the 31st, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, right? Nothing's going on. No one will be outside for, oh, I shouldn't say that because 2020, <laughs> right? Uh, theoretically, no one will be outside celebrating New Year's. There won't be like a lot of parades. If there are, they'll be very minuscule. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to sit Come at home. Orlando. We had a big Halloween shindig downtown, apparently. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sure you did, man. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I didn't go. I No, no, I know that. I, I meant you as in the, you know, Orlando as a whole. Like, like Florida you, man. Yeah, you, you, are, you are Florida man in this scenario, whether you like it or not, because you live there. Uh, I know that you are not that stupid, but <laughs> uh, there's other people there that uh, uh, get eaten by alligators on a regular basis uh, when they try to offer them ham sandwiches. Like, that's just the way they roll. These days, the alligators look literally like Kurt Connors walking around. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so clearly this is the problem with recording an episode the week before a Disney investor call, as you are all now aware that a whole bunch of things have been confirmed and announced for uh, Disney Plus and the theaters and there's a whole bunch of new Star Wars stuff, and there's a whole bunch of new Marvel stuff, and Brandon was wrong, because Black Widow is holding with its May release date, and they will be releasing it exclusively to theaters. Uh, They haven't said when it will be digital after that, how long the, you know, exclusivity will last, but the plan as of now is to still release Black Widow in theaters. And... Since we're talking about our failed experiments, I will bring up the fact that Raya and the Last Dragon, a animated movie that I am very much looking forward to, is going to be coming out day and date with Disney Plus with premium pricing. They have not said what the price is going to be yet, whether it's going to be $30 like Mulan was or whether they're going to lower it to, say, 15 or 20 but there will be premier access pricing for Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, they they said that they're basically going to be doing both models moving forward, uh, depending on the movie. Some movies will get this premier access bullshit, and other stuff will just go straight to Disney Plus as it happens. But yes, specifically when it comes to Black Widow, it is remaining with its May release date. It will come out in theaters It is not coming out on January 1st, like Brandon hypothesized. We are not that lucky. Oh, by the way, they're making a Fantastic Four movie. (laughs) Gotta throw that one out there. I'm gonna talk a lot more about this stuff on uh, a upcoming episode of Comic Geek Speak, and we'll definitely be touching on this on our next comic timing release, whenever that will be, but I just wanted to make sure that we insert this into this episode, since again, we recorded this a week ago, and times have very much changed since that record date. We will now return to our mostly outdated thoughts already in progress. Uh, Brandon, they better not be, be asking for more money. 
on top of their yeah. on top of their release because we're chomping at the bit for an MCU movie now because I remember saying on this show and Brent you may have even backed me up on this as well after Endgame that a break is kind of what we need for the well, MCU. Well, we got one. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, a, what cost, man? <laughs> oh, I yeah, yeah, sure. This is the cost that I wanted, Donovan. Cost <laughs> us everything. Everything. Exactly, exactly. Like, uh, I, I, I haven't left my home in weeks, but at least uh, we get to have anticipation for an MCU release. Huzzah! Um, nah, like, I mean, it, it, it's just, it, it just happened to turn out this way, though, that, like, my anticipation for new MCU stuff is higher now than it would have been had I gotten Black Widow earlier this year, you know, because like yeah. I, I wanted to see it, you know, I was interested in it, but I wasn't nearly as interested in it as, as I am at this very moment where I just want to see some new shit. <laughs> so so yeah. why, why is that? Is it just purely out of, out of the regulatory like schedule of these things coming every three months? That's, Knocked out of the whack that you want to see, or is, or is there any intrinsic reason to the film itself? Okay, um, I want to see it because I want Falcon and Winter Soldier to come out. <laughs> yes. Apparently, blonde black blonde black widow Yelena Belova is in that in that series. Yeah. Oh, really? Therefore, it stands to reason that you could one could conjecture that that's why that got pushed. Also, not just because they couldn't film, mm-hmm. but also they have to wait for Black Widow to come out before uh, they have that series come out on Disney Plus because that same character's in it. Yes. Because originally, remember, we were supposed to get Black Widow in May, Mm -hmm. and then Falcon and Winter Soldier was first on the block in the fall to be on Disney Plus. And then then WandaVision. WandaVision. Exactly, and now WandaVision's going to be number one. Uh, They did did officially announce, by the way, I don't know if you guys caught this, you probably did, that WandaVision isn't coming out until 2021. Uh, that you know the original, the original scuttlebutt was that it was going to hopefully be out by the end of the year, and it's just not happening. Yeah, this month. yeah. Uh, so it'll be early next year. I'm guessing probably mid January, uh, at the at the earliest February at the latest. But yes, why did they do that? Um, I think I just think they, I think, they still had to finish filming. They still had to stop for COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I, they were, I thought they were done. When they were saying like, it'll be out in December, I thought they were done. I think it was uh, no. I, apparently, they were not. Yeah, the, there were some pickup shots. I think Donovan, and uh, also I think it might have also just been general production delays. Uh, you know, with uh, with CGI and what have you, since the CGI houses are working from home, and they, and they don't have you know nearly as many of their you know giant ass computers. <laughs> to do the work, you know, working from home as they would otherwise. So I think uh, that just, in general, like almost every single production has been delayed one way or the other. Uh, allow me to play, allow me to play the internet for one second. Yeah. Oh, they had to do reshoots. It's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you, with um, Brent, though, that like, uh, I mean, yeah, I was, I was going to see Black, Black Widow just because, you know, yeah. But like, uh, I'm kind of more into the shows, like, like, like uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon and, and WandaVision, I'm very excited for. Oh. Um Whereas with with the films, I think maybe for me personally, I might need a kind of like overarching like phase storyline to kind of mm-hmm. carry my interest. Because I, 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 I still don't give a shit about Eternals, man. <laughs> I don't care how sexy Kumail Nanjani looks. Like, I'm really not interested in that. So, like, that's if that's going to be much more of a film-by-film basis for the movie. Rob Stark, point. man. Rob Stark. Wait, my thing is – so my thing about the Eternals is like – oh, the whole thing in general. Like, I don't think we need like an overarching story anymore. You can go to any one of these movies and just pop in and just be like, "Okay, I'm missing some things here. I should probably watch another. I should probably watch another movie. Another movie, but the film enough context where I can just boom, 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 boom." 
I think having individual films overall is a better idea. And I, I think it, it's easier to l- get less fatigue that way because if they're all independent films and they, and they may like connect quote unquote, like tangentially here and there, I, I think you're going to get less fatigue that way because you don't have to worry about the entire saga. Like imagine like I know people who did this for every Marvel movie. They watch okay, we're we're gonna like when uh, Avengers came out, when Age of Ultron came out, we're gonna watch every Marvel movie, and then when Infinity War, and then when Endgame got there. When you watched Endgame, it would took you two to three days to watch every Marvel movie back to back to back to back to get to Endgame. And I think having movies now where you can just pick up and watch and enjoy is a lot better because uh, it is just a it's a better viewing process. You don't have, you have less baggage to go into it with. Uh, into it with. Mm. I'd say that we're probably going to get some sort of overarching story, um, and I think it's going to weave in and out of the movies and the TV, because why else would the TV exist? You know, I think I think that... Uh, that yeah, they're... Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all connected. I know. And, uh, and hey, uh, it's been two years... Marvel, but you know, Marvel's got got Daredevil back, and they've got Iron Fist back, and they've got Luke Cage back, and they've got Jessica Jones back. They can do whatever the hell they want with those characters now. I'm I'm of the camp that I don't think we're going to see most of those actors back. Uh, however, we may may see Charlie Cox back. Please, uh, I know. God, I, I, give me Charlie he Cox. He was the Christopher. goat. I know. Give me, Char- give me Charlie Cox and Kristen Ritter. I'll be happy. That's all I really, all I really want. She's oh. the perfect Jessica Jones. But, the, uh, and, and Coulter. Uh, come on. Col- Col- Coulter is Luke. I mean, come on, man. Uh, I know, but like... Uh, like they will give the black man the job. But like, real talk, like, like, those characters have such like community connections with the MCU yeah. that like... It, it, you 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 want that? I mean, I, I know I don't think it's gonna be like like the hugest ask. Of course, it's not like you know mm-hmm. um, negotiations or whatever. But like, I mean, Charlie, you, you, we want to. I want to see Charlie Cox with She Hulk. I want to see Charlie Cox with um, uh, Spider Man. I want to yep. see Char- I, just just expand it because have we've not had any attorney characters in the MCU films? I don't think that's true. Yeah, and there's like three in the comics. Uh, speaking of which, since since we are talking the shows. Um. So the uh, set leaks from Hawkeye, Haley Steinfeld as as Kate, officially confirmed before it was even confirmed, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy to see. But most importantly, the most perfect pizza dog. I'm a happy camper. I never see this. Uh, Kate. I did hear some scuttlebutt of this earlier today. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, there's full, there's full like set, set weeks and and all that jazz. Like somebody She's wearing purple, carrying a bow. Yes. Behind with Clint Barton. Yeah. With a dog. Walking a dog. Yep. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it can't possibly be what they're filming. No, maybe they're filming Mission Impossible. Like, no, it's it, it's definitely the case. Yeah, uh, let me let me see if I can find the actual uh, images before they got taken down. Oh there. hell yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Daily Mail has it still. Okay, cool. But yeah, it's so obvious, and I I cannot freaking wait. I don't know when this shit's gonna come out, but it's it's perfect. And Haley Steinfeld is the perfect choice for Kate. She's a great actress to begin with, but she actually kind of looks the part. And mm-hmm. it, if we, 
we have to have like Russian bro, 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 bro in this show in one way or the other. <laughs> dude, bro, dude, bro, 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 dude, dude, bro. It's interesting how much how, how much uh, these actors are kind of cross pollinating in regards to roles because like, and this is not a big deal. I'm just, I'm just kind of noticing like she was Spider Gwen in Spider Verse, mm, and true. like um, I was thinking of like a. Uh, Oh gosh, uh, Zoe Kravitz was MJ in that, and she's she's now Catwoman. I think she's also Catwoman's another thing. Mm. It's like some of these actors just, like, kind of stay in the comic book stuff. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean Michael B. Jordan, another perfect example. You know, from Fan Forstick mm-hmm. over to Black Panther. And is it Christian Bale uh, set to be in Thor? That yes, has, uh, yes. Was that confirmed? I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was confirmed like last year. Okay, or earlier this year. I don't know. So Bill, which would be the, amazing. The current scuttlebutt is that. Uh, what is it? WandaVision's gonna be in the Marvel multiverse or something like that, which feeds into Spider-Man three apparently, and mm. then Doctor Strange, uh, two cleans it all up. Okay, because that's called Multiverse of Madness. Well, Spider-Man's not coming up before Doctor Strange. Spider-Man's not even in this phase, right? No, it is. It's it is. They're filming yeah, it, it now. It's coming out before Doctor Strange. Like mm-hmm. cameras are rolling on Spider-Man yep. and Benedict Cumberbatch is in Spider-Man as Doctor Strange. Yes. Oh, God. Enter all the crazy fandom theories that Tobey Maguire and fucking uh, Andrew Garfield Andrew are going to come. Oh shit! You know all this other but bullshit. They are, they are bringing back Jimmy Fox as the lecturer. Wait a minute! Oh, yes. Wait a minute! Hold on! Yeah. Hold on! Holy hold on. shit! Nicholas Hammond. Hold, hold shit! I'm calling it now. Oh, yeah, I'm calling it now, guys. After Eternals, we're going to get Secret Wars announced as a movie. Why? Why the well, we fuck still have not? Secret Invasion set up. Oh, yeah, well, Secret Invasion, sure, you could do yada, yada, yada. But, like, all this multiverse shit, like, I'm talking Hickman's Secret Wars. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no. Oh, I thought you meant Jim Shooter's toy commercial. <laughs> Fuck no. No Beyonder. <laughs> God, no. Hey, you know what? Screw you, all right? I'm, I would love a Secret War uh, movie, okay? Oh, only if it was done after the 90s show. <laughs> yeah, o- only if we somehow got John Travolta in a leisure oh, suit playing, playing the Beyonder. I think that would work great. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I- that'd be a- well, I mean, like, um, I-, I think the multiverse is not, like, this idea of, like, you know, them doing a Spider-Verse kind of thing really is not stupid. Uh, especially with like naming the Doctor Strange sequel Multiverse and also Jamie Foxx explicitly coming back as Electro, like yep. you got to wonder what the hell. I mean, is are they just like doing? Did they see what happened in the Crisis and the CW and they like it, or is it a Spider Verse thing? Like it feels far too familiar to like not be that. Oh sure, yeah. Well, and at the same time, Multiverse of Madness. Uh, also calling it now, that will be our first appearance of Deadpool before Deadpool three. Oh, I dare them. That'd be interesting. Yeah, oh, that'd be. That's ballsy. <laughs> I think I think he's going to somehow wind up in the MCU uh, with with Multiverse of Madness. Even if you, even if he sneaks in in a in a end credit scene, um, I think it's going to make sense since they did officially announce that Deadpool three is happening. If they want to bring him in, oh, cool. that's the way to do it. Nice. I didn't I didn't know that was confirmed. Yeah, yeah, that was confirmed. That was that was confirmed uh, like two weeks Bob's ago. Burgers I think. Writers. <laughs> yes, it is. So I'm looking forward to it. They will pro- if if you bring in H. John Benjamin in any way, shape, or form, they will be my friend. Coach McGurk. <laughs> That's a good show. Oh my god, I love that show. But I, going back to what Brent said, I think I think it would make more sense to do Secret Invasion than Secret War mm-hmm. right now because you have you had that big, big, huge fucking cliffhanger from Ms. Marvel, right? 
never got paid off. And like you're just right now, like that. With the second I saw Sword or whatever it was out in out in space with Nick Fury and the scrolls, I'm thinking, okay, yes, give me Secret Invasion. I'm, I'm ready for that. Just mm-hmm. give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I'm I'd be fine either way. It's just when I hear multiverse, that's where my brain went. Um, and, and, you know, even if you found a way to combine the two one way or the other, because, I mean, I know a lot of shit from Secret Wars was already in uh, Endgame, especially using, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all, some of the characters that were associated with that. So, yeah, I, I would I would be uh, all right with it one way or the other. Yeah, I. I yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, because, Brandon, you were just saying that, like, you kind of prefer these to be more done in one. So, like, is he if if Ian's right, would that annoy you? Uh, Not as much. No, I mean, like. I would expect it, but I, I would prefer like I, I prefer individual stories. But if they do give me overarching, it makes sense. That's their formula. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be disappointed, but not unexpected. The, the other the other question I have is: Do you think Kamala Khan is going to show up before she shows up in her uh, Disney Plus series? Like, do you think Do you think she'll show up in one of the other series first, or if they're just going to just you know lay her out there and build her story up from uh, from ground from ground up? They might just do her show first, so she's not like. Um, I, I don't. I, I suppose it depends. I, I figure how much they invest in her as a character, or if she is going to be kind of trying to plus Brie Larson's cachet mm. in the uh, in the franchise. Good point. I I think a show first works better since Kamala is such a great POV character. Mm-hmm. Like you can actually like you experiencing the Marvel universe through the eyes of a sixteen year old kid is. Much different than experiencing it, you know, from the window, uh, from the picture window perspective that we get as a viewer. I oh, think. Sure. Yeah, no, that definitely. That's 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 a very good point, and it's why I'm glad that they announced uh, the TV show in the first place because you know she's perfect for it. Yeah, perfect. Like she's like like a, like that's why they had her as a main character in, in the Avengers game. Even though the game, I hear it's the only good part of that game. <laughs> <laughs> the, game the game's not great, but yeah. Uh, Word on the street. <laughs> Like having a fresh perspective on a character like that, like you know, whether I don't want to say like iconic, because it's kind of like DC's things, but where they're like, there are these such these known characters. You having a perspective of like a six-year-old girl interacting with them, I th- I think that's it. Kind of brings a little bit of a fresh face to it and a little bit of a, of a fresh voice. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was worried because she she looked awfully young, but I understand that she's like eighteen. Which is still awfully young, but like I mean, that, that that's that's good for a because uh, Mala is like sixteen, yeah, fifteen. Thirty-year-old yeah. actors play sixteen-year-olds all the time. She's not thirty, but like I mean, like you know, she's like like I was worried that like she, like, like this would be like a kind of like how how um um the actor who the, the actress who played Cassandra Cain in Birds of Prey was mm-hmm. like stupidly young. Um, needlessly young, and so w- mm-hmm. was victim to a lot of people like my, like me, harassing her. I didn't harass her, or like uh, comic inaccuracy. I was like, I, I always, I always kind of fret when I see like very vulnerable young people, yeah, kind of thrown into, thrown into geek pop culture like that. Because you just, you just know that you cannot trust the internet or fandom to like understand the context of what that is like. Oh, sure. I mean, look at, look at um, uh, Allegro, Allegro, what's her face, who played Molly Hernandez, Hernandez Hayes. I have not yet seen Runaways, although I'd like to because I I like the book and I have heard good things. Yeah, like she's young. I don't say younger than the actual character. She's a little older than the actual character, but like it still works though. Oh yeah, and, and I mean, as long as the actor looks young, like as long as we don't have a nine hundred two one zero scenario where we've got you know twenty nine year olds playing sixteen, 
then then you're golden. You know, like I mean, yeah. th- that's 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 really all you need. Like 18 playing 16 or hell even 15, like that's more than doable. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, we, you you can you can barely tell the difference at the time. Yeah, that's why Tom Holland does work because like I think he was like between twenty and twenty two when he was cast as like you're right, like, he's still much older than Peter, but like he doesn't you you, you don't think that he's way too old, right? Uh, although although I love the people saying he's way too young to play Nathan Drake. <laughs> well, he does look a lot more mature mm. these days. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Look, we don't we don't need another Colton Haynes, you know, with cheekbones that look like he they can cut steel playing a twelve year old again. So we're good there. <laughs> it was twelve in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like eighteen. I'm like, oh, you're not eighteen, bro. Well, well, there's there's still there's still one person who will forever look like a a teenager. Doesn't matter how freaking old he is. Um, and that's uh, uh, God. I can't think of his name now. All of a sudden, he was in, he was recently in the King's Gambit, but uh, he was in the Maze Runner series as well. Uh, Dylan, uh, what's his name? Ah, crap! What oh, the, the redhead kid. The, the, the one, redhead kid. He was no. He was in Game of Thrones. Oh, I know what you're talking about the, the guy from the uh, the Doctor Who two parter. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I actually looked at him up today. Yeah, he looks. He looks. He always looks. Like he's ten. What the hell is his name? You know, hold on. Let, let me look up Queen's Gambit real quick. That I'll... yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way too. I know exactly. Oh, who you're talking uh, about. Is this uh, the guy that was also in Game of Thrones. Yeah, Thomas 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 Brody Sanger. Mm-hmm. He will always look young, no matter what. Like it just happens. Yeah, this man. Uh, oh, poor guy. He's only a year younger than I am. Yeah, I know. And he's been playing teenagers like forever. <laughs> he, can play, he can play Maisie Williams' character from like that season, Doctor Who, like just never aging. Oh, my God. All right. Also, oddly enough, tangent real quick Bianca Lawson hasn't aged in like 30 years. Her, too. <sighs> Where do I know that name from? I'm trying to remember. Uh, she played Kendra on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh shit! Yes, yes. She was in the Snoop Dogg classic horror film Bones. Oh my god! <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and yes, now looking at her, you are right. Yes, she has not aged at all. <laughs> how the hell black is she? Crack, for, how, how the hell is she forty one? That's crazy. A black right. do not crack. That is That's true. Say. That is very true. And now we transition over to comic books. Yeah, uh, we are a comic book show. We don't just talk media. So, Future State. I I need to mention it at least a little bit on this show. I've talked about it elsewhere. I need to bring it up here. So, this is clearly what 5G became. You know, like, first off, I'm glad it's not called 5G because, you know, we don't need people making jokes about it, about it causing the coronavirus. Uh, but uh, at, at, at the same time... <laughs> um, at the, Damn it, Didio! Yeah, I know. <laughs> at the same time, though, uh, it's clearly no longer the big-ass change that it was going to be. Um, it, you could call it a stopgap event. You could call it, you know, a way to move things forward while at the same time continuing to have your your norm, whatever. It's just it's not going to be forever change like it was originally intended. I personally believe that's a good thing. I think you can do plenty with this event as is. Keep some characters around if you really want to and keep moving forward after that. But. I think it was way too soon for for DC to have a sweeping change like this again after the failure that was a new fifty two. Thank you for calling it a failure. Yeah, no, I, I think it's fine because hey. like um, I'll continue. Uh, <laughs> like uh, it doesn't seem like it's a it's a continuity mess up. It just seems like it's a weird story that'll be in and out. And also, it feels like they're tracking 
a lot of the characters. It's not like people are just like going away and like we're getting like Dick Grayson Robin again or anything like that. It's just it's just a a weird story. So like it's it's interesting, but I'm, I'm not freaking out about it. Yeah. I thought it was weird that they made such a big deal about the next Batman being black, and then you read the uh, solicitations, and it's like, not only is there a black Batman, but Bruce Wayne's still around. I'm like, what the f- <laughs> Don't <Why>? worry. <laughs> Please don't tomato or or, or or John Kent's going to be Superman, and then, uh, surprise, Superman's also still around. You know what? It, it's kind of it's kind of like in the amalgam universe where uh, where they're like, oh yeah, no, there, there's Dark Claw. Oh, and Bruce Wayne still exists. He's an Agent of Shield. Like what? <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I have that issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I I like that they're not just sticking with one specific time frame in Future State. That we are going to get you know multiple series in multiple uh, you know portions of the future which is pretty cool um really looking forward to that you know barbarian-esque superman story uh just because it it looks badass and i and i like it uh new wonder woman looks interesting uh certainly glad to get get bat bat girls although i'm sure donovan you're not gonna be thrilled if it doesn't last um but uh i I know but hey 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 she's that she's there okay she's there and she's being a bat girl okay it's it's as close as we're gonna get for now um (laughs) just like i'm happy to get uh, to get my my bat girl back uh because uh i i i prefer her as bat girl over spoiler that's just the way i am um because the uh, the issue of batman that came out on this week said Batgirls to Oracle, and Oracle was like, I'm not sure we've talked about that yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Steph, that was great. Oh my god, yeah. And I, and the creative teams are look interesting, and the art, I mean, fucking Nicola Scott is on Nightwing. Like, Nightwing's with on- a terrible costume, though. Come on, that design's terrible. Eh, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, Brent, but we're just not going to say it because we like Nicola Scott. <laughs> And we didn't know if she designed it or if she was handed a shitty costume. You know what? Because she's on, she's drawing it. It doesn't affect me as a bad costume. It very well might be. Because I don't. I mean, anytime you give Nightwing armor, that always feels really wrong. No, that's true. Uh, but it's not bothering me compared because it is Nicholas Scott's art. It looks like <laughs> the armor from Injustice. I'm uh, about that. Yeah. Well, uh, which is funny because uh, on the Titans cover. I pointed this out on CGS. <laughs> He's clearly wearing his '90s gold outfit. Yeah, the one that like uh, Mirage gave him after she raped him, like that. Yeah, that secondary Nightwing suit. Yeah, I'm not seeing the '90s. <laughs> wait, wait, who raped who? What? Uh, Mirage. Uh, yeah, I Tarantula uh, was the one that. I'm sorry, Tarantula. Did Dick it. Grace has been raped more, so many times. What? By women. Oh dear God. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Someone yeah. pretended to be in Starfire, uh, slept with him, and gave him that costume that he wore for years. Maybe, maybe the they yellow changed... one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Maybe they changed his name to Rick for a reason. I sent you an image. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's back now to being a dick. But uh... <laughs> and then, then. yeah, I, uh, fine, fine, Brent. The costume's not great. All right, you happy? I'm just saying, it was the worst one that I saw. No, I know, I know, I know. I think John Stewart looks pretty stupid, I think. The the thing that ruined it, I think, is the chin strap that he saddled with. Mm. It's like, Nightwing doesn't need a chin strap, okay? I don't think I saw John Stewart. Let me me see if I can find uh, John Stewart real quick in Future State. Let's see, John Stewart, Future State. Yeah, da-da. 
Okay, see, the cover that I see, he just kind of looks like Jon Stewart. Does he have a different costume? Because that just looks like his, his regular Green Lantern costume on the Green Lantern cover. Are you saying are we seeing the same thing? Because he has he has like all this like dread ponytail and like he's wearing this jacket and stuff. Maybe it's not on the maybe it's a different future state than uh, that I'm looking at because the future state that I'm well, looking you know at what? has John Stewart, Gnort, and uh uh Yapuzer on it. Uh oh, oh uh, Kilowog. Kilowog. Yeah, Kilowog, yeah. So Kilowog. so the weird thing about future state is that all these stories take place in the future, but at different points in the future. So, like, future Batman and the Bruce Wayne's Batman story take place at different timelines. And one of these stories is, like, way the fuck off in the future, and some of them are only, like, five years in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's, oh. re- it's going to be really confusing. It could be like, when does it take place? I see it now. Okay, yeah. I don't know when in the future that future state is doing, but um, one, he, one, he has a laser sword and, yep. a, and a gun, so he kind of just looks like Han Solo with a lightsaber. He's got a like a leather jacket and dreads and a goatee. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you saw this earlier, but I, I I shared an old post which is from you, Ian, saying like, like a couple years ago. You know, I, I can only take so. It was, it was, it was not like, like I, I'm tired of the '90s coming back in comic books. I can only take so much Darkhawk. Yes, <laughs> it reminded me of that. <laughs> that was that was the episode 200 recording, actually, if I remember correctly. I just posted into our group chat uh, for this episode the uh, the the giant uh, pinup for Future State, and he's smack dab in the middle there, uh, next right next to Bruce Wayne, Batman. Guns are blazing. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I was looking at the wrong person. Oh, you were. Okay. I, was looking, I was looking at the guy. Uh, wait. So, so is he? Wait, hold on. So, no, I, I wasn't. So he's the one. With, yeah, laser sword. He's he's shooting at you just like he's like Simon Baz. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is, that is the case. Yes. And uh, directly behind him is uh, uh, the what the hell was the name of the character from from Teen Titans, the animated series? Mister X. Or yeah, Mister X. Red X. The Red X. Thank you. Yeah. And. God, I love that that Kingdom Come esque costume that Superman's wearing. It, it's freaking great. I, I'm I'm so happy with that. It's wearing you know Luke Cage. Yeah. You, you know, it gives me vibes of like DC One Million mixed with um, not Elseworlds. What was it? What was their other fifth week event? Um, Five years later. No. Um, God, was it a night with the Batman Beyond thing? Was it? Was it that? Was yeah, it? Like, was like it that? That the Flash? Well, well no. I, I was. Future's I, I, End. A, future's a, End. Future's End. Okay, yeah, I think that might be it. No, 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 not it's It reminds me of like, um, I guess, it, I guess it was Elseworlds, where like you get like Lois Lane as Green Lantern, um, uh, the Black Superman. Uh, okay. Oh, what else was it? Uh, Lila, Lila, Leo, what's her face is the Flash? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. There was also a, there were also a series of annuals. The there there mm-hmm. were also uh, the kingdom. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's that sounds about right. Yeah, the uh, the the Mark Wade sequel to Kingdom Come, right? Yeah, well, sort of. Um, yeah, can, can I give you advice to that also? Like, I, I don't I don't hate it. Like, it kind of does look interesting, and I will say that's like the first thing from DC and like God forever. That actually looks interesting from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I so. will. I will also say, uh, give Connor Kent his belt back. I'm sorry. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're doing with the V shape on the on the blue and red there on his on his costume. But it looks weird, and it kind of makes him look like he doesn't have a crotch. 
what is it with Superman and like the crotch area color scheme? Yeah, they can never get right. Thank you. Just leave it alone. Leave it blue. Yeah, that's all. You, that's all you need, or at least again, a fucking belt. That's all. That's all. That's all that's it all needs to need. round itself out. It just looks like it looks like pajamas when it's like just completely mono colored over there. I just rather them just have him in his t-shirt. You know, like like just have him be like straight up black t-shirt. Uh, Connor Kent, and I'd be happy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just remember what it was. Tangent Comics. Oh, Tangent! Yeah, you know what? That was in my head, but I didn't say anything. Yes! Oh, my God. All like, right. It's giving me that type of vibes. I, I, I'm down with that, okay? I could I could see that. Yeah, no, I could I could definitely see it. Especially the Batman outfit, actually. The, uh, mm-hmm. the like, the, the Batman outfit, uh, like, very reminiscent to uh, to that one with like the or actually no that one that one's more reminiscent now that I think of it of DC one million with the with the fully black uh, uh, helmet and what have you. And I and I gotta say like 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 I'm I'm traditionally like you know a shorts guy where like you know just you know oh I look stupid they have their underwear or whatever yeah. but I've always thought if you if you don't want to do that do kind of just break up the color scheme of gray and black near his legs mm-hmm. I think that looks great if if he if, if he went on with that like lower body color scheme that'd be perfect because it wouldn't look like pajamas but it, and it wouldn't look like you know people complain it has looked in the last 80 years yeah did you did you did you hear by the way sorry speaking of uh piggybacking off of uh what we're talking about here did you hear that they're apparently doing a dc tv series out of this new uh wonder woman yes i was hoping to talk about that yeah uh, uh yara four Who's uh, who's just uh, appearing now for the first time in here in Future State is going to have a a Wonder Girl TV series on the CW. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, we, she, she's she's yet to appear actually in the comic, right? Like this uh, is the, this is this would be simultaneous thing. Yes, that yeah, is. Yeah, they're correct. like preemptively doing it. Yeah. Um, I, she, that's that's a great look she has. I think I think the design is awesome. Oh, it's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm digging it a lot. All I want. Is John really to write a fucking comic book, not a goddamn novel? Okay. <laughs> I want panels. I want panels. I want fucking panels and gutters and word balloons. <laughs> not this fucking Grant Morrison, Joker, and Arkham bullshit he turned in, you know, a couple weeks ago. Hey, yo. What, are, that what the, the fuck was that? Never published in years. It's not a comic book. Oh, Flat boy. Out. Story Words whatever. and pictures. Storybook. Okay. Was, you can complain about the format. That was amazing. <laughs> Okay, good. Was- I, I, I'm glad you're saying that, Donovan, because I haven't picked it up yet. I was going to wait for you know a digital sale or something like that, or or to show up on DC Universe. Um, I'm talking like late '80s DC. Good. Ooh. Okay. I was I was excited to read it, and then I opened it up, and I went, "Oh no!" And then the artwork was terrible, and I'm like, "No." I think the artwork. I, I, I won't disagree. Like, like I didn't think it was terrible, but like it wasn't great. But like the writing was so good, I didn't care. Also, okay. Like, Here's the thing about the artwork. I like Giuseppe Camicoli's normal style. I think it's wonderful. It's great. But if you're gonna fucking ape Dennis Cohen, just pay Dennis Cohen to do it. You know, and have two black creators on the book. Come mm. on. Okay. I, I I will have to read this and 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 give my own judgment on it because I I was looking forward to the what what's it called the unofficial history or like the secret history uh, yeah yeah of, of the DC universe like I I was really looking forward to checking that out um so I will I will have to get, report back and let you know what I think of it but I I'm it's very important for me to have a full package that's what she said on on comic books <laughs> like uh, uh you know art and story have to be there. 
Um, so I'll have to see what I think about the art because if it's if it's not great art, it's gonna it's gonna take a while for me to read it, like straight up. I mean, like I I, I read I. I had a review copy of it. I read it, and like I, the next day, I went out and bought it. Whoa! Wow. I, I no memory of whenever when the last time I did that. Damn. Okay. Last time I did that was Young Justice number one. Ah. Uh, mm. <laughs> yep. And now it's over. Motherfuckers. <laughs> well, oh god, the book was getting so good too. But hey, fuck you. At, at least they're still releasing the collection, the yearly like collection trades. That's true. They're on like year five or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're almost. They're almost to the end. They're they're getting they're getting really really close, um, but I I also have a question. Uh, Casina, did you read Three Jokers? I was just about to bring uh, that up. <laughs> I read Three Jokers, and if any of you assholes watched my uh, YouTube channel, you'd know that I'd already shown you what the book looks like, the hardcover, and uh-huh. I already had a review video up as well. So what'd you but, think? You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought it was okay. I I don't think it's going to be the next. Uh, you know, classic Joker story. I think it depends on what they do with it. But the the whole idea of, you know, who is the Joker and all this kind of stuff is mm-hmm. not answered at all. Okay. God it's damn it. It's still nebulous. It's it's you've been cock teased for the last three years. I hope you're still happy. Oh, for um fuck's sake. you know, it's it's <sighs> it, it doesn't really make that sense. It's like uh so there's the Joker, the criminal who's supposedly the original He's created two other Jokers since then, and they keep wanting to make more of them because, you know, that's how you beat Batman is have more than one Joker. But they, they've they never teamed up and done anything together all at once until now. Um, you know, and so that's that's kind of the caveat of the book. It's like, oh, well, now, now we're going to let you know there's more than one of us. Do they actually overpower Batman that way? No. It doesn't. <laughs> So um, I have it's three. A, it's a little stupid. I have three words for you, Brent. Before you continue here, Jeff Johns bullshit. That's yeah. That a, sounds a like bit. some Jeff Johns bullshit to me. Like I, I love the guy. Like I, and I love his stories for the most part. But he pulls this shit all the time. We're gonna give you all the answers. We're gonna give you none of the answers. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Johns. I mean, I don't know what what is up with him. Whether the stories are true, if he sabotaged. Zack Snyder or whatnot, or is apparently is a pain in the ass to work with, even though he still turned out Wonder Woman and wrote 84 with Patty Jenkins. Like, you know, stories, you know, the truth is still out there somewhere. We, we don't know what it is yet, whether Jeff Johns is an asshole or whatever. Like, uh, what is it? Ray Fisher's accusing him of nebul well, nebulously accusing him of stuff yeah. on Ray Twitter. Fisher like, everybody of stuff. I know. <laughs> Except I, for Zack Snyder. <laughs> Who knows what the truth is? You know, yeah, Zack Snyder gave him a job and a career. Well, if you can call it a career, he's only been one in one movie, but uh, that's another story for a different day. That, that's not the entire story. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the entire story. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, Jeff Johns to me hasn't been on fire for a while. Yeah. Like, I think the last thing I really liked was the Dark Side War mm-hmm. in New Fifty Two. I mean, that is the last thing he wrote, though. Yeah, but even before then, he like. He has not been on fire like Flash Rebirth. I expected great things, and then I got what we got, and it's like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The last thing he wrote was Doomsday Clock, and it took 75 years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it. It, Doomsday Clock's a whole different, you know, yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I still bought the hardcovers, and I want to reread it, but I, I didn't really, like, it was like, oh, what? I, what? Brent, I ain't paying for that shit. I'm reading your copies, or I'm reading DC Universe. Like, I'm, I'm not. That's right. I bought paying. it twice. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. 
but you wanted it for your pretty bookcase. I think being at home this whole time and working up here in, in my man cave during the pandemic yeah. has made me stare at this bookcase more than ever. And I'm like, I need to add some new things to this bookcase. So I've been <laughs> on a on a trade paperback collection, like buying spree and like re- just replacing old stuff. Like I replaced all of No Man's Land during this pandemic. <laughs> uh, I replaced Cataclysm. I paid sixty dollars for this out of print, newer version of oh Cataclysm Trade. Uh, I replaced all the Nightfall stuff, which was worth it, because um, it had new stuff and it had the complete story now. Did what else did I replace? No, I bought the the nine volume trade set. Okay, that came out two years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, with like a. Uh, uh, Road to Nightfall and all that stuff. Can, can, you, yeah. guys, can yeah. you guys do me a huge favor? If you ever see JLA Avengers for under $65, can you please send me a goddamn link? Because I am not paying that much for a trade paperback for JLA Avengers, but I'd love to have it on my shelf. Oh, I, bu- I have JLA Avengers. I bought it back in college because I was like, I bet this will only be printed ever once. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Apparently that's the story. Yeah, it is. Well, technically it was printed twice because there's also a like fancy well, fancy yeah, the absolute like collector's edition one which goes for like $150 and then there's the trade paperback. The trade paperback, not even a fucking hardcover, goes for 65. Asshole. You want to know something funny? I've been eyeing this um Batman trade. It's called Batman Gotham Shall Be Judged. Yeah. And this is a pre-new 52 Batman trade. Mhm. Contains issues of Batman, Gotham City Sirens, and the last couple issues of that second volume of Azrael, Michael Lane Azrael, the Black Azrael. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's going online for forty five dollars, and what? I'm like, hmm, <laughs> this thing cost seventeen ninety nine when it came out like fifteen years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm over here going, oh, but I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> issues of that Azrael series that I ended up liking towards the end, but that's because David Hine took over from um, whoever the first guy was. Well, the, the, that's the way I feel about my, you know, my first, my delicious first printing of uh, of Absolute DC New Frontier. Like that's that's hard to find. I ain't giving it up. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care if it goes for a lot online. I know there's been other absolute esque editions that have come out, and even I think even like a second or third printing of the absolute at this point. But um, that first printing goes for a lot, and it's one of my prized possessions, and it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I've got the first two trades. Well, I think they first collected them in two volumes. Yeah, and I got them signed by uh, Darwin at MegaCon years ago. Oh. So those ain't going anywhere ever. Oh, you lucky son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, okay, so so three Jokers, like, it's what, three issues? It's it's three issues. Yeah. They're double-sized. It is worth it for Fabok. Okay. You know, I don't know what else he's been doing for four years. I know he's uh, has, like, statue deals and stuff he's been designing. Like, him and David Finch, I don't know. At least one of them turned in a book in the last five years. Faybach <laughs> uh, did these did these three, but if it took him five years to do it, it shows because every panel is impeccable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's flawless. It's like um, it's like not Brian Boland flawless, but it's it is flawless. Like if you enjoy his style, this you need to read this book just for that mm-hmm. uh, because it's fantastic to look at. Um, I think the only thing I don't like about Jeff Johns recently is 
he's relying on this nine panel watchman grid. I don't know if that's from Doomsday Clock or what, but like they're doing it. He, in he was definitely three still Jokers as, as well. Moore. Yeah. So if, if he thinks he's the new Alan Moore, he's got a long way to go. But you know, even Alan Moore is full of himself. So maybe they're, you know, capiche. Can I can I maybe comment on compassion. it? I read it as well. Go for it. Yeah. Sure. Go for it. Uh. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm with you that it's it's kind of mixed. It's it's never it's not going to be like you know a classic. Just because it's a Joker story doesn't mean it's classic. But I don't think it was horrible either. Um, I, it's it's a lot like uh, All Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder in that the art completely carries it. Mm. I like does does so much of the heavy lifting. Every you're right. Every panel is impeccable. Um, like Batgirl like looks great in this. Like she's had so many weird costumes lately. Like whereas like this one looked far more familiar. Um, this is the best Red Hoods ever looked since uh, the Rebirth era relaunched them. Ooh, hello! Looked yes, okay. Um, uh, yeah, it was a pretty pretty interesting costume. I if the the story doesn't make a lot of sense, and the characterization kind of goes in and out. Like I generally liked Batman and 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 Barbara in this. Jason was horribly written, um, and I'm and I'm and I'm pointing that out specifically because like. Jeff Johns, I feel, and and everything else I've read, every time he writes like a Super Friends character, like this goes all the way back to like Green Lantern Rebirth, he's clearly like resented Batman, and like written him like compared to like Hal Jordan or Barry Allen or Clark Kent, and even in Batman Earth One, you you can kind of get that that whole like you know, uh, Batman's actually kind of a doofus n- nature to him. I, I mean, I know this sounds like this sounds like me pausing, but like I really feel that that's a kind of a trend in him writing the character and i feel with this there's there's none of that this actually feels like he this was his batman story like his batman rebirth quote-unquote kind of story because i love how it opens up with like shots of like you know various eras of batman like like the golden age the silver age you know you have a shot of bane breaking his back and like he's wearing the jimaparo design suit like they're not pretending that like he's only one worn costume his entire career um like continuity plays a big or at least history plays a big thing in this I don't know what the point of the story was at the end of the day. I was entertained by it. Like I, I thought the third issue was the best. Um, there are some interesting uh, insertions of, of, of certain characters. Uh, I really, 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 really don't like how he writes Jason Todd. Like I'm not a big Jason Todd fan, but even here, he's just endlessly whiny. Um, and it, and it ultimately, I, I can't imagine this is a this is a good look for him. But like uh, th- that being said, I thought that like this was. Fun to read, but you're not. Do not come into this thinking that this is that Jeff Johns is going to save like the Batman Joker Phantom or whatever. It's just, it's just a three three issue story. There's nothing much to it than that. Buy it for Fabix art. Um, uh, expect to be entertained, but don't expect it to like save your life and don't be fine. I, I hear that there's supposed to be a follow up in one way or the other, a one shot that's supposed to be coming out that's apparently supposed to further cement some of the stuff that happened in this series, but. Uh, I'll hold my breath until that actually gets announced and whether or not it does actually resolve anything or if it just furthers the mystery. But I'll check it out. I mean, I mean, again, I'm 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 in the mood for a good a good a good three parter. Um, and uh, it'll it'll certainly, you know, probably wet that whistle right there as long as I don't expect it to resolve everything that was laid out for me over three years ago in a fucking one shot. It doesn't resolve a goddamn thing. I know. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it, was that, that, that it was set up in those stories. They don't even reference those stories, I don't think. There, it, and nothing nothing was set up and nothing was teased. Other something was teased, nothing was ever set up and nothing was ever followed through with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 
you can't blame Tom King for that. You can't blame anybody else at DC for that other than Jeff Johns, because I know for a fact that Jeff was like, don't worry, guys, I got this. And then three you years later. Tom King for Batman, Catwoman, but that's later. <laughs> <sighs> so I think the most recent modern Batman classic to me, Batman White Knight. Curse of the White Knight is a great follow-up. It's got a lot of Azrael. I loved it, but to me, Sean Gordon Morphy and like even the Harley Quinn series spinning out of that that's coming out right now is a great. It's basically it's like part three of that story. Okay, because it picks up right after where Curse of the White Knight ends with Bruce uh, and all the other characters and stuff. So I own a copy of the first one digitally, so I'll, I'll definitely check. Uh, get my ass to reading that sometime sooner than later and, and check it out because I, you're not the first person to praise it. I, I know positives there. Let's just get the. Cap- you haven't the- read White Knight yet? No, I haven't read White Knight yet. No, dude, I haven't read anything. <sighs> I. I I, and, and and again, I'm a freaking comic book podcaster, and I'm behind on everything. Like I'm 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 first trying to catch up on Hickman X Men right now because uh, that's my priority. Because I I I, oh, wo- I love what I've been doing with that, and I haven't gotten the X of Swords yet. I know X of Swords is Ugh. a mess from everything I've heard about it, but I'll I'll still go through that and hope that it recovers afterwards because it's it's Hickman, and I'm I I love Hickman stuff. That's that's just the way I roll, especially when it comes to superheroes. X of Swords is like. It's two, 22 parts, number one, which is way too long. Oh, I, I agree. The first 11 <laughs> parts are like, this is going to be a fight to the death. And you're like super dour, and you're like methodically gathering all these stupid fucking swords. And then you actually get to the tournament, and there's like no swords in the tournament at all. They're like, oh, yeah, we just got those because it sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're telling what? me. So what and you're- then the, the other worst part of it is. They're keeping score, right? So you're like, okay, well, it's 10 on 10, so there's only 10 matches. No, there's like 26 matches (laughs) because whoever the hell this Saturnine girl is is like crazy pants. Saturnine? Did you say say whoever the hell Saturnine is? Have you ever read Excalibur? I've never read Excalibur. Wow. Wow. That's a deep cut. Oh, my God. yeah, if you're a big Excalibur dude, you're probably gonna love it. But I didn't know okay. who the hell these people were, who Otherworld Otherworld were was, or you know, Cap- Captain Britain and all this other nonsense. I'm like, uh, is this X Men or something else? <laughs> uh, yeah. Go back, well, first off, go, go listen to Jay and Miles explain the X Men number one, and then number two, go back and read Excalibur because it's fantastic. I, I, I mean, it's <laughs> it's weird enough having Betsy Braddock have purple hair and not be Asian all of a sudden. Well, well, that That's happened. Not that, myself. that happened. That happened a while I mean, ago. To be though. fair, she always had purple hair, though. Yeah, she did. She always had purple hair. The 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 getting non Asian that happened even before Hickman. So like that was right before that, and I'm a okay with her no longer being some weird ass Asian fetish that, that that Jim Lee decided to draw. Like I, how do you how do you how do you oh, no, write was that it Jim story, Lee? Though? No, it wasn't Jim Lee. That was was his face. That was that was Claremont's idea. Let's switch let's switch bodies with Quanin since that makes sense. Fuck you, Claremont. I, wait, was it Lee or Sylvester who drew her first? That was, was Sylvester still. Was Jim Lee. That was okay. No, that was Sylvester still because that was during the Seas Perilous. Okay, got it. All right, Jim never Lee mind. definitely drew her as you know as that version, but like, did he draw that? Jim story Lee did draw her. Yes, yes. In X, he drew her in X Men. One, no, but, 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 but did he draw like that that event where, where it happened? No, no, that was still Sylvester. Okay, all right, fair enough. But uh, I, I will, I will let you know, Brandon. I'm almost up to Executioner's song and Jay and Miles. I'm, 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 I'm right in the oh. thick of it, baby. Like I am. Oh. Where am I at? I am. Did you guys read uh, Jay's uh, Marvel Snapshot Cyclops story? I did, and it no. was. Oh, 
okay, I get to talk about a comic. I I I meant I mentioned it on, on I mentioned it on CGS in passing uh, uh, last episode, but I'll get into more in depth on it here. Um, it is terrific, uh, mm-hmm. and it is probably one of the best character pieces I've seen on Cyclops in years. Like it, it does a great mm-hmm. job of actually humanizing the dude because you know he's often a cardboard cutout. And this time you get to see like him as a kid first, you know, acclimating to the fact that he has that he has his powers. Uh, you get to see him sit in on a talk with uh, with Reed Richards, uh, Tony Stark, and of course, Peter Corbeau. It's Jay. What the hell did you expect? Um, Dr. Corbeau. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's it's just overall like even better than I was expecting it to be. Like it's 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 one of my favorite of the snapshots so far. Um, and it's uh, like required reading if you're even like a cursory X-Men fan and want to just like know more about the the origins of, of Cyclops. Cyclops is my favorite X-Men. That issue was awesome. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I wasn't even expecting it to be as good as it was. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, – who's the artist on that one? I'm looking it up right now. And bot. Let's okay. see. There you go. Sweet. Uh, I like how Cyclops is like down to sharing Gene with Wolverine now. That's really Oh, uh, that was – so, God. All right. I'm catching – so I was catching up on the, on the Hickman stuff. Um, or, or maybe Wolverine and Cyclops are sharing Gene – or Gene's sharing both of them. Uh, uh, like, are they, are, are they all by now? Like, I don't know. How does this work? I, I mean, that house setup, that house layout is kind of weird anyway, but it, oh, it is. man. Tom Riley, when by I the s- way, is the artist on, on the uh, snapshot. Tom Riley. Good stuff. <laughs> anyway, the banging. Yeah. <laughs> we now it's return to sexual relations involving Logan, Cyclops, and Gene. Why are we talking about it? I'm confused. And Somehow, young Cable's still cool with this. That's what. I'm <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, fine, you can stub my mom, uh, short dude." I mean, technically, it's not his mom. It's, I mean, his mom is the clone. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so in X of Swords, he's like, he, he's like calling her mom or something. No, I know, I know. Yeah, because he considers her her, her uh, his mom, but his actual mom is Madeline Pryor. Uh, okay, so yeah, I don't. Know. It doesn't make any sense. It's a goddamn X Men. <laughs> exactly. Inferno. That's, it's always Inferno. Yeah, that that there's there's a reason why there's an entire podcast that's devoted to explaining the X Men because they make no goddamn sense. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but but yeah, X Men X Men Snapshot uh, number one was was beyond excellent, and uh, I hope that uh, Marvel gives Jay more work because uh, he deserves it. He's 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 actually a really good writer. For real, yeah, it was amazing. Yep, definitely. Um, and and I do have up to issue thirteen bought of Young Justice on the most recent DC sale, so I'm just waiting for the rest of it to go on sale for ninety nine cents, and I'll go ahead and grab the rest of those too. <laughs> do you think the whole Drake thing was a joke? Um, no, no, I don't think so. I think that Brian Michael Bendis thinks he's more clever than he is. As, but, but he thought he was also being serious because like oh, he's Robin. Yeah. Oh no, I think I think he was one hundred percent being serious. I think that Bendis. Look, I love Bendis. He's one of my favorite writers, okay? Just like I said before, Johns is one of my favorite writers. Bendis 
really thinks he can reinvent the wheel a lot of times when he can't. Um, and and he had he had the idea burning in his head, and no editor bothered to tell him it was a bad idea until it came out, probably, that he could make Tim Drake his own character, not Red Robin, not Robin. What's his name going to be? His last name. The fuck? <laughs> hey, but hey, Drake's a bird, though. It works. Th- thank you sort of. so thank you so much for that wonderful insight there, Brandon. I would have never noticed that without you pointing it out. At least it's yeah. over. <laughs> Let us never mention it again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> until until what a weird. I thought, I thought that character had 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 not enough weird things happen to him. Yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> until until eventually he winds up in a wheelchair and he becomes uh, Jimmy Brooks as his uh, as his. Uh, you know. <laughs> High five. Thank you. Thank you. Well, no, what no. is worse, the Drake costume or the future state Nightwing costume? The Drake costume the, by far oh, away. The Drake costume. Who the hell goes from red, black, and green to brown? Yeah. <laughs> At least Dixon has his color scheme. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Drake should never go to Brown Town. It's not. It's not a good look. It's just not. <laughs> like, like Dick may look like Perfect Cell with that chin strap, but at least he looks like Nightwing. You can look at that. And say, That's <laughs> oh, sp- speaking of which, actually, since since you were t- since you were talking about X of Swords, an excellent, excellent drop there, Donovan. I'm proud of you. <laughs> but bringing it back to X of Swords for a minute, the way you were describing it, Brent, reminded me of a cross between Dragon Ball Z. And a and a role playing game that makes you recruit an entire party, and then you can't use any of them in the final boss. That sounds pretty close. <laughs> I just, I just like the Hickman's ability to be like, here's his, here's his ex wife you never knew he had, and these kids you never knew he had, and then it's like, oh, and by the way, eh. <laughs> You, you got to read it. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to read it. I'm definitely going to read it. I have at least like, like the first 16 issues of X-Men bought, and I'm he, just going to read the rest of it on Unlimited. Well, all the Apocalypse setup stuff is in Excalibur, though. Like, you can't read just X-Men and then find out, like, because Apocalypse yeah. and Excalibur is setting up the other world gate to Avalon yeah. that they use in X of Swords. It's not an X-Men. Right. Well, that well, and that's just it. I'm I'm just gonna wait for unlimited and just read the whole damn thing that way because because dear Marvel Comics, thank you, thank you for changing your 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 release date window to three months. Thank you. That was six. Yeah, it's three now. They that was that DC happened. DC was six. Uh, was twelve, and now it's six. Right, and Marvel responded by making their their release window three. That that is very recent. That happened as of uh, like maybe a month ago. Unlimited announced that they were going to change their release window to three months, and everybody cried, "Wow, wow, wow! What about the stores?" Just like people were crying, "Wow, wow, wow! What about the the theaters with uh, you know with with HBO Max?" But this happened before then. <laughs> think of the children. I know. People who well, still buy. Please think of the children. People who still buy physical will still buy physical. They probably don't have unlimited accounts to begin with. Everybody who does have an unlimited account, they're not buying physical, and they're waiting for sales on Comixology, or they're just gonna wait for unlimited to have it anyway. And that's and that's the way I am right now. So. Or you're me. You're that asshole who does both. So. Yes, exactly. Or or you do both. I I I, I still occasionally buy digital comics, uh, even when they're Marvel, when I can't wait, even though I'm way behind because I'm weird like that. And I, but also because I just like reading stuff on Comicsology versus Unlimited, even though Unlimited has gotten much better over the years. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, although, right now I'm having issues with my unlimited app on iPhone because it won't let me log in. So fuck them. Oh, delightful. <laughs> yeah. I have, a, I have an old iPad. I, I've not upgraded my iPad yet, and it still works well enough, but I relatively have to, you know, delete stuff from the iPad because it has absolutely no space to it. I think it's a 16 gig, so it has, like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I know. I am looking forward to reading the Union number one, too. I, I, I bought that, uh, like, just the other day for cheap um, and, and want to check that out because that looks like it could be, like, almost like... Uh, Back in the day with uh, with Captain Britain and MI thirteen, like it has it has that sort of feel to it from the looks of it. So looking forward to it. Peter Wisdom, what? Yeah, there's no Pete Wisdom in this, but uh, there is uh, uh, Union Jack, and uh, the world needs more Union Jack, especially Britain. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Uh, I was I was gonna, I was going to say, uh, and I, I said last time, um, maybe during the crossover, but like. I'm loving Amazing Spider-Man right now. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. I got I got to read so it, man. Good. I like I have I have like almost all of Spencer's run to read at some point. Um and I and I will. It's just, you know, it's going to take me a while to sit my ass down and read what is now what 50 issues, I think. Yeah, he just went, hit a hit a milestone. I I think I started over and read from the beginning just to make keep track cuz like he's really ramping up like the end game. I don't know to his run but like to this Kindred storyline. I'm not going to spoil anything, but man, this 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 goes for like this goes for it. Yeah. Like this is not like oh this is a good story. This is like this this could this is looking to potentially be the biggest Spider-Man story. And I, when I say that, I mean like you know, and personally in terms of the character. When you think of the shit that's actually hurt this guy, mm-hmm. and I mean like hurt him since I don't know 1994, 1996, 2008. Like he's really going for it in ways that are that are particularly well written um the la- i'm trying to remember what, what issue was that i actually have it over there like it's like like it's like volume five well it's it's like it's like 850 something actually i mean i can if i just squeeze over yeah but Eight, like the most 850 i think was a big reveal you and i were talking about on twitter well there was the reveal but like the most recent one um like the most recent re- 53 which is uh legacy number 854 that issue with, with like badly and art Oh man, it was it was like the fucking Twilight Zone, and okay. like, and like you, I was, you're reading that issue and you're like, this seems weirdly familiar, and, I, and I'm going back and I'm like, oh shit, so like, I I can't wait to see where, where this goes. It's 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 awesome. I've had uh, I've I, had Kindred spoiled for me, and I still need to figure out you know how the hell this happened and how we got there because, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not spoiling who it was for you guys, but. Uh, I'll, this character's been a lot of things over the years, <laughs> and, I, and it I, hasn't I, been explained yet. Okay, all right, good. But but like this, but this draws on the best version of that character. Good. Like not not just oh you know it's it's him. It's it's like when was the last time this character really meant something? It's like oh and like if like the most recent issue explicitly calls upon that version, mm. and you're just like oh he's in. Peter Parker's in real trouble. <laughs> oh boy! All right, that's all, right. all I got. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely I guess give it I a haven't, go. I haven't been reading Spider-Man. Then I like I started picking it up uh, with Straczynski, so I've had Straczynski, Brand New Day, Dan Slott, and I enjoyed a lot of that stuff. But I haven't read a whole bunch of old stuff. I've watched the cartoons about as much as I got. So for you guys that have read a lot of older Spider-Man, you're like loving this, and I haven't really enjoyed Spencer's run until now with this storyline. <laughs> 
All right. I'll, I'll, I'll have to dig myself into this. Maybe I'll even put that at the, to the top of the list. I don't know. I'll figure something out. I need to, I need to take some time. Like I need to take like a solid week where I just don't watch television and read because like, I feel like my brain is going to mush because like I just sit out and veg on YouTube rather than actually just like watch new things or read new things lately because it's just easy and it's a way to unwind. But, uh, brain, brain goes stupid and I, I don't want to go there. Man, I feel you because like like uh, uh, I have like at least four books to, that I genuinely want to start reading. I'm really invested, but like because of this year and this month, and like I, I can't tear myself away from computer screens. Yeah, well, it's, it's terrible. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be staying up late tonight to edit a podcast, and then I'm probably gonna stay up even later to watch Discovery because clearly I don't care about my body. Live your life. Yeah, I, I I just killed all of Watchmen this week. Nice, Finally. nice. Finally, I, I I know I know it was a slow build for you, but did you did you dig it uh, by the time it was all over? Well, here's the thing. Like uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think in in all the like permutations of this like Watchmen franchise between like the movie and Doomsday Clock and before Watchmen kind of stuff, I think this achieves the truest. This is this achieves getting closest to the truest spirit of Watchmen. Like. The way that like uh, there's like scene transitions that kind of mirror Alan Moore's like script direction, and like kind of the the, the attention to like historical detail, mm-hmm. it was very very impressive. Um, I don't think that this show ultimately has much to say if you're comparing it to like the original comic, which you know you can only do so much. But like the original comic, you know, starts off with like it's a superhero story, and then ex- then as you read it, it's like. This is actually talking about a lot other a lot of other things, whereas mm-hmm. the show is like we're explicitly talking about real world things in this superhero story, and I'm not sure how far they go, especially, especially with like the last episode's like kind of comic booky plot. Like it's it's not that it bothered me. I, I just don't, I just don't think that it, it comes across as uh, introspective as the original work does. But I, I I did enjoy it, and like um the uh, the flashback episode. I mean everybody's seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah, the the black and white flashback episode is, I think, one of the 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 shrewdest, most clever uh, uh, pieces of fiction I've seen in a very long time. Oh, that, yeah. that was that was amazing. It's fantastic. It's absolutely That's fantastic. Super. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I, 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 I love the series. It's 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 easily in like my top ten series of all time at this point. But uh, then again, I also just love Lindelof, and uh, I also put the leftovers in my top ten. So there, there's that. Yeah, I'm not seeing his other uh, stuff, and I know that Lost is uh, kind of like like has a very polarizing reputation. But I, I just have to cross it like this guy. This guy actually took the work seriously. He wasn't just like, you know, oh, it's cool. It's it's like he really he cohesively understood the story, and he did his best to make it work. And, and even if I, I personally don't think the story they were telling stuck the landing thematically, I, I I certainly have no ill will against any of my materials. Although like I kind of never got I never got really behind. Jeremy Irons is Adrian Wright. Um, I like I like his performance. I like him as an actor. But like that one, I, I feel that like it was is the one thing I would probably go back in a time machine and, and do again. Personally yeah. speaking, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I I thought I thought it was wacky, but in a good way. Like I, I felt I felt like it's still like added to the plot. Um, but I, but I know I know it's not going to be for everybody. Yeah, it's it's not you know it's, it's again it's, nothing in this like pissed me off. Really, right? Some things I was like, eh, I don't know about that, but it was never like a, a deeply 
angerifying or anything like that. It was just it was it was fun to watch, uh, just on a pure uh, you know viewing experience. Fair enough. All right, what else we got, gentlemen? Uh, before we wrap this sucker up, Brent, you got anything oh, else? Yeah, Brent, did, did you don't talk about Batman Catwoman? For, uh, uh, for you know, uh, I, I want to know if Donovan read it and what he thought first. <laughs> um, where what Donovan? The hell was that? <laughs> okay, we're on the same page. Good. <laughs> yes. What? The, oh, oh God! What, did did he mind bend? Like, was it uh, was it just like out of left field? Like, what the hell? I just didn't understand what I was reading. It was it, no, it was more confusion. Yes. It's it's so <sighs> Tom King. I have a 10-minute rant on YouTube on BK's Bullets if you want to go find more of this. But basically, it's like he started out writing Vision. That's a cohesive story. Sheriff of ba- of Babylon, which you know I've read. Uh, Ian, it's on Comicsology. if you want to add it to your ever-growing pile. Also very good. Cohesive story. Then he gets into Batman and starts adding these little flashbacks and you know little innuendos or whatever. And then he does Mr. Miracle, and that jumps around a lot. And that's pretty good, you know. Um, and then you know, he's doing Strange Adventures now, and that's jumping between two different timelines. And then he's like, you know what? I'm the master of timelines. So let me jump into three different timelines to tell three different stories and in 30 pages give you all of nothing to hook you to read the next issue. Mm-hmm. And whereas, like, Strange Adventures now is swap- swapping timelines between two artists, Doc Shaner and... Uh, Who's the other guy that works with him a lot? He did Mr. Miracle with him. Ooh, Mitch, what's his name? No, no, Mitch Gerads. Yeah, yeah, Mitch Gerads. Okay. So that's clear because the art style changes. Past is clean, present is scruffy, basically, those two art styles. This one is all clay man. He's doing everything. And instead of like switching between timelines, between pages, he's doing it in panels. But mm-hmm. there was one page, like the third page of this issue, Bruce is talking to Andrea Beaumont, who, if you've watched Mask of the Phantasm, you'll know who she is. They don't bother to tell you who she is in the damn book. They no. just assume you've read Mask of the Phantasm, and they don't do anything to make you, like, you know, hook on to her or anything. But he'd sell, she goes, oh, I, you know, says something about Alfred, and Batman goes, Alfred passed. The next panel after Batman says, Alfred passed, is Alfred holding a tray with a like a dinner bell on top, like a like a tray cover, and going, "Hello, Master Bruce. I assumed Dude. you." And then p- page turn, and it's Bruce having sex with a woman. And I don't know whether it was Catwoman or if it was Andrea Beaumont. It, it, was, it was really Selena, unclear. But he came in in the exact same panel. Like, Alfred has passed away. Then Alfred walks in the exact same panel. Oh, Master Bruce. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, can can I can I ask a question here? So Alfred got better. No. No? That was the it past. Was, oh, that was the There's past. No, okay. That was the past. Okay. There was just no dialogue option for you to figure that out. Okay. You're just left to kind of like fend for yourself. So I don't know if he's trying to do something where you feel lost and he's not going to tell you what the thing is and you're supposed to figure it all out for yourself. But it makes for a very unenjoyable and jarring reading experience, which I don't think is worth paying 12 issues for so far. Okay. Oh, 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 hey, hey, look, I have an image. Uh, it's, it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, I'm gonna. He was never emotional. That's. It's so confusing. What? Andrea, I'm sorry to tell you, Alfred has passed, and there he is. 
<laughs> that is some confusing ass art. What Man. the? What the? Yep. And and, and, and Brent's also right that like that like uh, obviously if you're a Batman fan, of course you've seen the best Batman movie, Masked Phantasm, but they really do not like set up like precisely how that plays into the comic book continuity because you can't just fit another Bruce fiance in a long list of fiances. Oh, he sure has, like, you can. Kyle and Julie Madison. Sure you like, can. He's, he's, look, listen, Bruce Wayne is simultaneously 35 and 85, okay? He has had, he has had so many girlfriends and so many fiancés. Just go ahead and pick and choose whichever ones you want. Like, like, take some others out of continuity, put some others in. It's fine. No one's going to notice. So, is it, so is, does Massive Phantasm take place during Batman Year One? Like, I don't know. Uh, and, and they're just like, we think she died in the fire with the Joker. Well, obviously the Joker survived. It's like, who died in what fire? And yeah, yeah. I, 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 the World's Fair thing is, is like, I guess if I look on YouTube and remind myself, it's like, come on. I mean, again, obviously you would probably so have seen that movie, but you have to, so you have to distinguish the continuities. So you're telling me you don't have the Massive Phantasm uh, graphic novel from the movie? Just memorizing your brain like I do? I mean, come on, guys. No. I I have an important question for you. Which Joker was in that fire, huh? Huh? You never know. You never know. I think this is just a case of, I don't know what it is, but he's writing more and more disparagingly, and it just makes me think like Grant Morrison. He thinks he's the next Grant Morrison, (laughs) and his head's getting bigger. Yeah. And because his head's getting bigger, he's no longer like writing in in a cohesive way. Now, that's not, that's, let's not, just lay blame on Tom King. Let's also lay blame on his editor, who's not reining this in. Mm. Yep. And just like you know, I don't know what whatever well, they're doing with him, but worshiping him, whatever. But they're letting him get away with it. Brent, and it's I, terrible. No, no. I, I and and I hear you on that. However, I will go back to internal politics that we're all aware of, which is we don't know how much time his editor even had on this book. We don't even know whether his editor is his editor even still with the company. I don't know. Everybody was getting fired at the time. When the, yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> well, there was also that thing where um, I think he was congratulating his first editor on Batman about something or about leaving, mm-hmm. and then Bleeding Cool called him out and said, "Didn't you get this guy fired <laughs> off your book?" <laughs> he gave some interview that said like something had to give on the book to get what I wanted, so the editor went instead of me leaving, and they, oh, he got boy. a new editor. Oh God! I and Bleeding Cool called him on it, and I was yeah. like, "Jesus!" Or somebody on oh no, Brevort called him on it on Facebook or something like that. I don't know. But I definitely, I definitely I just feel like Bleeding e- Cool editors are definitely overtaxed right now at DC because they they you know reduced their staff significantly, and that could potentially explain mm. why things are not quite as cohesive as they should be on this issue. I'm not saying that it's you know that it explains any of this away because. That shit's weird, and it needed to be explained better. That's it. And also, never be afraid of of making your comments on on a on a you know on a creator known on the show because like you know criticism is criticism. Like doesn't matter whether or not they're. Oh no, they're, I've I've said yeah. I'm just I'm just making a dig. I'm just no 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 no. I've no, said I he's crap you. on comic timing before. Yeah, I know. And I'll say have. he can be crap, even though I have. Like I said, I loved. Vision. I love Sheriff of Babylon. Yeah, I thought Mister Miracle was okay. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't mean, enjoy most of his Batman run. 
I think it's a little too pretentious for his britches right now. Here, and, here's a question: Have you? I, 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 I think Tom King's like a, a cool guy. I, I liked his his style of writing, but his his ambitious storytelling can get really annoying because it doesn't read like a natural reading experience. It, it's not like all right, reading the latest issue of Batman. It, I have to like sit down and like focus on like where he's directing my attention span, and it's a Batman comic. Batman comic books aren't supposed to be like. <laughs> Like 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 Riddler riddles. I mean, come on. Do you have either of you read Rorschach? I read the first issue. Okay. Um, how did I even feel about that story? Um, <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought it was particularly. Uh, it was it was it was very it was it was well written in terms of what in terms of like the script and stuff. Mm-hmm. I read a review later on in terms of like what the theming's going for. Yeah. In terms, of like it's, it's kind of like taking a dig at Steve Ditko, or at least not a dig, sort of like you know, sort of like a reverse reference. And like I was, you know, I don't. This isn't important to me, so I kind of just pieced out. All right, fair enough. I mean, it. I, I. I can't even tell you how far behind I am, even as well on on his Batman. Um, I think I'm pre-button, so. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're still in the good part. Yeah, stop there. Uh, <laughs> Tinian's Batman run is actually pretty decent. Yeah, what you should do is log into my Comixology account and just yeah. start from Tinian's run because Joker War was really good. Okay. I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, it was solid. I, I, love, I like James Tinian a lot, and I think uh, he worked on the on Detective, right? Yes, he was the guy that brought Tim Drake back that's to what life. I, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. And, and I like that stuff a lot. He's a man of people. He's a 90s kid. He likes yeah. Tim Drake. He likes Azbats. He likes Azrael. You know, and he's and he's down with the new toys as well. And he did a good job with yeah. Clayface. He, yep. And he he doesn't write Bruce as an asshole. He he involves the Bat family when you know uh, uh, when it makes sense to do so. Um, and like 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 the latest issue, like Batman one hundred and four, like there was this pretty interesting like flashback of like the Bruce and Dick days, and we're, and we don't have any stupid like Jim Lee designed Batman and Robin costumes. They look like the Carmine Infantino Silver Age versions. Nice, but you know it, it plays naturally and like. The the dialogue solid like it's an it's an it's an intriguing mystery going on. Yeah, Harley Quinn's like in every issue, but she's not. You know, it's not like it's her comic. She's not annoying Harley Quinn like Palmiotti, uh, Amanda Connor, Harley Quinn. She's like an actual person. I, I don't I don't like goofy Harley Quinn. That's just me. Fair enough. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't like I don't like Harley Quinn who just like, absorbs the attention of the universe, but like uh, it's still a Batman story, and if it just feels like it's, it's it, the, the book has calmed down. Since Tinian's gone on, because with St- Snyder and Tinian, um, it just felt like you had to just like tense up every time you read any kind of story. And it's like, you know, Morrison had his like done in one issues too. Like, I, he understood that like Batman is like you know a a a superhero who can have grand stories, but he doesn't need to be like into the world cliffhanger uh, mystery boxes every single time. Like, it. it it became frustrating to read the book after a while, and I think Tinian's brought it back down to earth. It, it sounds like it sounds like DC Comics' uh, next event should just be called Mystery Box. I mean, it, it, they do if they want to lose me forever. <laughs> yeah, if they want to put Tom King on it, they they sure as hell could. Well, or JJ Abrams. Oh, oh, I'm gonna say JJ. Yeah, <laughs> because they're they're already trying. I mean, how, how, have they? They've not completely retconned. Uh, uh, what was it called Heroes in Crisis? Um, um, yeah, they've come pretty close. Like, I mean, I mean, Roy is not back yet, but he probably will be. But like, uh, 
uh, like Wally is like is almost completely redeemed, and they're just not they're just completely sweeping them under the rug. At least with Identity Crisis, they kind of which I like. Yeah. Um. They 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 kind of stuck to that. Well, also from everything I've heard about Heroes in Crisis is that 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 story was essentially handed to Tom. Like it wasn't like Tom got to figure okay. out what was happening in that story. He was like, okay, these things need to happen, and you're gonna write it, which is the worst way to write a story. Mm-hmm. Well, he he also participated in that um, worship me San Diego Comic Con cult thing. You know, yeah, I was there. Idea was that <laughs> that was weird, kinky. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what I said about his head getting too big? I think that's where it started. Yeah. Right there. San Diego Comic Con on a boat. I'm going I'm to insult him so much, but he seems like a cool guy. I have, I have no I'm will sure to... he's cool, but he needs to tone it down. That's fine. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll end things on, on one like, final. Before, he's actually a very cool guy. I'm like, I get... No, no, go ahead. No, I'm saying, like, I met him before. I met him at Super Show when he, when he was still uh, pushing a once credit sky before he even became Tom King, what he is now. Like, He's a very approachable guy, a very nice guy, but I maybe Brent is right. Like maybe just success of having the vision, and then just being like the go-to guy for Batman for how many issues? What uh, two, three years? Too many. May have gone to twenty sixteen to like I think last year. Said, yeah. I mean, it's certainly possible. So that's that. That's you know, not not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> I, I, I think it's it's what? one of these things where it's where it's like he thinks maybe he's not not God's gift to comics or whatever, but like you know he's trying to push the medium, but he's doing mm-hmm. it in a deliberate way instead of letting it come naturally. Where like you know people like Alan Moore pushed the medium, but he did it in a more naturalistic you know natural way that people still respect nowadays. But if you're trying to push the medium and you're just coming up with um, contrived ideas at this point. Because like it's not everything's been done, but there's there's still ways to do things without like you know, while still telling a cohesive story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think he's trying too hard. Honestly, he's trying to impress somebody, and I don't know. We don't know who it is. It's it's like Bendis. Like not everything needs to be decompressed. Not everything needs to be. Um, not everything needs to be like uh, broken down to the bare bones, and then build every character back up. Sometimes. What was I? What was I watching? I was watching a J. H. Williams video on YouTube, and he was talking about you know the idea of gritty uh, movies now. Like why are why are a lot of um, movies being made now that are like R rated, especially for which are based on comic books? And like you know, uh, a lot of times the people who read the comics who, as kids group with them and they want to tell these more adult and they forget that the original medium is actually meant for kids it's meant to grasp the attention of kids like where their average reading age is i would say ideally probably 10 to 15 years old right like, I, I saw the same video you did i think it's yeah, patrick like, h williams you said patrick j h williams, williams. Yeah, like yeah i was like i don't know he did a youtube video <laughs> sorry it's the, it's the age that threw me off they forget a lot of times that the medium is meant for kids. And, like, I get you want to tell grounded and, and gritty and adult stories, but you also, these comics have to be weird, which I think, which is why Vision works. Because Vision is a very, I don't want to say four quadrant story, but it's a very, like, complex story. But it also embraces the fact that the medium of the comics is weird. The, the Vision has this weird history. So yeah. it, the characters should be weird in general. Mm-hmm. 
I think like maybe King, like you said, he's trying to push the medium and push it too fast, but he's also trying to, he's also forgetting like he's not writing normal stories. He's, he's writing comic books and like, he should just honestly be doing original stuff if he wants, if he wants also, to do things like this. I would also agree with, 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 with what Brent said earlier that like I've not seen any like, you know, uh, input from or i've not seen any preventative work by the editors in a long long time because it feels like like the, like, like dc is just totally up you know the ass of whoever's popular at the moment it's like you know oh yeah do whatever oh yeah do whatever oh yeah do whatever you know morrison snyder king it's, it's like they sell so i'm not going to touch what they're doing batman catwoman i my 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 distaste for that issue was purely on i just could not follow it it wasn't on i thought the decision was bad or the writing or whatever it was just like from page to page to page what the fuck's going on? And it's <laughs> yeah, a Batman and comic. I, I'm down for introducing Phantasm into the Marvel or the, the Marvel universe, <laughs> the the DC universe, and bringing her in and like exploring this new relationship or, or old relationship, whatever. But like, if you're gonna do it, do it. But don't like. She's barely just, in the comic. Yeah, she two pages, I think. Well, and then is her son gone or is he not gone? Like, it's unclear. It's like, come on. Well, all, all I'll say is I look forward to Phantasm being in the Marvel Universe soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's technically, technically, DC's already had Phantasm. He was in the New Titans. Well, well, and Phantasm's based off the Reaper. Yeah, I'm not even going to. We'll, we'll actually, we'll actually, excuse me, excuse me. Oh God, <laughs> I, I have, I have one last thing that I that I'll bring up on this episode, guys, as we're pushing uh, two and a half hours on the recording here. It's probably only about. Uh, two hours and ten once we take out our one episode of every four months i know i know but some of us have work in the morning but i'll i'll uh i'll say that uh um i did finish the boys uh season two and uh it is official it is officially better than the boys comic (laughs) yes by far yes that comic yeah (laughs) i hate that comic so much that's why i've not watched the boys yeah oh the boy the boys tv show is great the comic was okay, and then it just it relied on the same joke too long. It I did, think. yeah. I, I gave up on it halfway. Um, I, I I got really tired of Garth Ennis doing Garth Ennis stuff. Is that and, before or after? Boy, uh, what's it called? Herogasm. Oh, that was right around Herogasm, actually. Um, I I gave up right around that time, and I it just kept repeating itself over and over again, and that's something that I feel like the show is so far avoiding. And I hope that it continues to do so because that season, that second season, was actually better than the first, in my honest opinion. Um, I, I and I and I liked the first season, but they just they they eclipsed themselves in a lot of ways, and not not in a jump the shark way. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 finale could have been a little bit better. That's the one thing that I wish could have been a little bit better with season two. But I, overall, I was really impressed. So can I can I let me ask real quick? Um, I mean, every everyone who knows me has recommended the boys show and, and I always say, I hate the comic. And they're like, Oh, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, the comic, if I recall correctly, was, it was just Garth Ennis just shitting on superheroes, which is fine. Yeah. It's fine. But, but it's, but he, he, he did that unendingly. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the, what is like the, the, the story purpose of the television show? Like, what are they doing with the show? They're shitting on superheroes and shitting on Zack Snyder with a Joss joke in season two. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. <laughs> you have me. Yeah, and, and also um Homelander he's more terrifying. he's terrifying. He's also I'd not just not even just terrifying, I'd say he's more refined in the series than he is in the comic. 
Uh, He's a real character. Yes, he is. I mean, the, the way the advertising goes, I would, you would have thought it was like Homelander of the show. It, and in a lot of ways it is. However, they also managed to do a very good job of building the the side characters, the other members of, of uh, the Seven actually get a decent amount of time. Um, and, and even some other characters that uh, that uh, you wouldn't have expected. I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, they're bringing on uh, uh, not not Pat, not Padawaki, the other one uh, from Supernatural. Um, Jensen Eccles. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, thank you. Jensen Eccles is coming on as Soldier Boy in season three. Uh, Soldier Boy being the Captain America analog. <laughs> yes, exactly that one. Um, he's, uh, if Billy Joel exists in that universe, so does Soldier Boy, and they can make a reference. Absolutely, yes, they can. And I, I the Soldier Boy outfit that they designed, uh, which you see like a, a sneak preview of in, in uh, statue form in season two, it is it's kind of like Ultimate Captain America, only like even more real looking. And I cannot wait to see what Jensen brings to the table for Soldier Boy. It's it it's it's bound to be good. Um, seriously, Donovan, I, I know your tastes. Give it give the first <laughs> give the first season a shot and let me know what you think after that. It's it's reminiscent to the comic, but it's just way more refined. Right. It's, yeah, it's I mean, way I mean, more well written. Like okay. Billy Butcher, uh Carl Urban's giving like the performance of his career. Um, you know, Starlight is a real character. You yes. know, everybody's a real character instead yep. of a caricature, which is what they were in the in the comics. Absolutely, especially Homelander. Okay, because because I'm, I'm I'm certainly not uh, averse to like you know like, like superhero suck jokes because like you know I love the Venture Brothers, um, but like with the with I mean with the comic it was like grotesque and obnoxious. Yes, yeah. but like with the show, like it, from what I understand, there, there's a lot more of, of like because of like the times we're in. There's a lot more of direct commentary on like fascism. Mm-hmm. Is that would you say that's accurate? Uh, yeah, yeah, to, to a point. Um, I'd also say that uh, there's a lot more corporate intrigue in the uh, in the show than there is in the comic. Um, like, you get some Vought stuff in the, in the comic, but it's mainly about, you know, the superheroes and the Seven and what Vought has, has brought. Uh, I'm very proud of myself for that one. Uh, but uh, the, uh-huh. uh, I'd say the, I'd say the show does a lot more of like the mystery behind how the hell are there even superheroes in this universe and delves it in, in ways that I don't think the comic ever really pulled off. The, it, I would say that like since Watchmen Boys is the most consistently publicly well-reviewed show. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it's like the best comic book-based show like in many years or, uh. or, or, or at least in a long while? Like, how does it compare to like the best of Arrow or the best of I, the Netflix shows or whatever? I think... I mean, I I would put Umbrella Academy up there as well. Personally, um, I, I think Umbrella Academy does a really good job of being like taking the spirit of the comic, but also going in its own direction. Um, but also like the the archetypes of the characters are still there, and it works really well. Um, so I'd say I'd say the boys does a very good job of being a TV series that is based on a comic book and doing its own thing. And that's what okay. you, that's what you have to do. In, in a situation like that, you know, and, and, and frankly, you know, we, you know, we saw that with the, with the Netflix stuff too. Like, I mean, you know, Netflix, I mean, Daredevil wasn't, wasn't like verbatim from the comics and, and neither was, uh, you know, neither was, was, uh, Luke Cage and, uh, Iron Fist was Iron Fist. Um, and, and uh, you know, and, and Jessica Jones. <laughs> Iron Fist season two was actually pretty good. It I was, like. it was that I'll give you that. It was, it was a good, it was a good redirect and they, 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 you know, 
their course correction worked really well for them. It just, you know, they'll never get season three. The Boys is better than the Netflix stuff at, at Marvel. For the most part, I'd say that. Other than Daredevil, which might be slightly better than it. Yeah, I really like Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Daredevil's better than it, uh, but I'd say that's just about it. Um, everything else was good. The Boys is better than it. It's way more fun to watch than half that stuff, too. Yes. Like, just the tone yeah. is way more fun and because they're they're taking the piss out of everything half the time. But also in a way, in the best way, the way the Marvels do it in terms of the Marvel movies, like they make it fun to watch their movies. The boys makes it fun to take the piss out of the superheroes while still having stakes and you're still worried about the characters. And, you know, I would say that like every character in the boys is sympathetic, you know, um, a train is sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, not not the the deep is sympathetic. Black Noir, uh, you know, had some great moments. He's not sympathetic yet, but yeah. he might get there. Um, so they just really took their time and they're making every character a real character, which, you know, the comic didn't bother to do that. Definitely. Yeah. And and, and I'll say, you know, very inspired ca- uh, casting that uh, Huey's father is played by Simon Pegg since, uh, you know, the original inspiration yeah. for Huey in the comic was Simon Pegg. But, you know, obviously Simon Pegg was too old to play him this time around. So they just went ahead and cast his fatherism. So there we go. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, even because I, I, as much as I didn't like the comic, I did read a lot of it. Like, like I, the casting, like, Car- I mean, Carl Urban is like our geek generation's just like God. I mean, <laughs> he's, yeah, he is up there. He does no wrong. Yeah, he's in awesome movies. Yep. he's awesome every single time, yep. and he's always like eclectic. Oh yeah. Yep. Like, like God bless it, live forever, Carl Urban, please. Yeah. No, he's he he's he just gets better and better with age, honestly. And I, I I really hope at some point he does more dread stuff because I that that movie that movie's become like I wouldn't even say a cult classic. I feel like more people have just seen it since when it came out. Uh since, you know, streaming has helped that. Um and they've they talked about maybe someday doing something else with the series. He was a damn good dread. Yeah, I, re- I rewatched that uh, uh, a couple months back, and I was like, "This is so not fair. This movie is so cool. I know. Like, why wasn't there more?" <laughs> they were talking about doing a Netflix series at one point of of. Uh, There's supposed a, to be yeah. like a Mega City One series, right? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's it's either called Mega City One or The Judges, but uh, either way, it was in the pipeline at one point. I just don't know if it ever got picked up. Um, and and we don't know whether he'll show up again as Dread in it, but either way, uh, yeah, Carl Urban's awesome. Mask on. Yep. Oh, oh, and of course, um, it's not a spoiler to say this. You put you know Jean Carlo Esposito in anything, and it immediately makes the show better. And I mean, well, that guy, that, that guy's been around like because uh, he's in a bunch of Spike Lee movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I I understand he's had a second renaissance of like recognition since the Breaking Bad universe mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, but but that man's been been putting in work as long as I've been alive. Oh, so. I, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Not, it, but just in general, like every single thing that he is in, it makes yes. the show better. <laughs> yes. Do you think he's guy. got like a a black suit clause in his contracts? Like, just put me in a black suit, yeah. in a dark suit, and mm-hmm. I'll be the bad guy and be a badass. Like, oh, yeah. he could, even had that with uh, in the Mandalorian. He's got a black uh, stormtrooper outfit. On. That's true. He's yeah. a moth, you know. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know he was in the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, and uh, we, we won't spoil too much about it. Just that uh, he he he's a very important part to the ongoing story of that uh, of that series. The Mandalorian's gotten way better in season two than season one. I thought season one was like a 
the first two uh, two or three episodes were really good, and the last three were really good. Everything in between was a meh. But I'm I'm invested in every episode on season two so far. I'm, I'm behind. I uh, I've only watched uh, a past season uh, episode two of season two so far. So I did get to the egg eating, and that uh, <laughs> that was that was great. <laughs> I had a customer at work just come up to me. It's like, yo, man, you see the latest episode of uh, of uh, Mandalorian, and like. Is that where I work at Barnes and Noble? I have, I have a lanyard that has like comic book pens and stuff, but nothing with Star Wars. I was like, I don't even watch. I don't see how to watch it. So it's like it must be. It must be. I, I think it was the one with um, um, like Rosario Dawson. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. And and we'll leave it at that for anybody who hasn't seen it. Have you Have you watched any of season two of uh, Mandalorian, uh, Brandon? Uh, I watched the last episode with <clears throat> in it, and I was pleasantly surprised, and I love it because I I Princess love Leia. Yeah. Exactly. Um. I, I I love um certain Star Wars shows that that character was in. Yes. And um uh god just give Dave Filoni a, a Star Wars movie. Just give him the universe, please. This I, yeah, I know. I I've, I I I agree with oh, that well. and you're not the only person to say that. It it may still very well happen at some point. I rewatched. Um, I rewatched uh Rise of Skywalker last week with my co-host Harry who's not who had Why? not seen it yet. Why? And like because <laughs> I thought it would be funny. It was it was a lot worse than I remembered. Um yeah. Uh, <sighs> I haven't rewatched it yet. And I want to point out that I saw episode seven, I think seven times. And why? Because I I I really was happy to have Star Wars back and it and it just I don't know, it resonated, it resonated with me in a lot of ways. Um, then I Seven went. Oh, uh, yeah. I like I like Force Awakens. Yeah, no, Force Force Awakens does a does a does a decent job of bringing stuff back. And then Episode Eight, I love. I I'm sorry, it's my favorite of the bunch. Same here. Um, Same here. And then and then we got Rise of Skywalker, and it was like fuck you. The last the, la- the last was it the last Jedi? That was like BVS, and that is so polarizing. Only that is only this one that's good. Yeah, actually, I know. <laughs> I'm just glad we all committed to do a weekly episode when Justice League Zack Snyder's reboot drops. Oh, it's okay. Okay, so 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 it's, it's first off, I, I, I stand against, and yet I will have to watch it just so I can be in the conversation, so I can continue to stand against it. We did a very good job of not mentioning the Steppenwolf redesign on the show. We're gonna stick with that. We're gonna keep that in in the in the coffer. Uh, it's not a redesign. It was in the Batman v Superman. It's not a redesign. The redesign ass. is the one that got a Funko Pop made fucking of it. Spiky ass <laughs> motherfucker. Um, I am gonna do my damnedest to get Jamal to come on that episode because please I, do. I, I I I will make that motherfucker watch the goddamn <laughs> movie. Okay, like we need that rage. We need it because I cannot <laughs> fucking wait. <laughs> they haven't. That they, was rage. That's- they haven't given a concrete that, date yet, right? No, just 2021. Okay, all right. Yeah, because at first I thought it was January 2021. That's why I was like, oh, oh, wow, we're only two months away. But then I then I realized, okay, no, that was just like a pipe dream. So they, they haven't even set when the hell that's going to happen yet. So, all right. That that last quote-unquote trailer that was black and white, that was exactly the same with the exact same masturbatory use of that song, was the most pretentious bullshit that, I have seen since the first trailer he did. That piece of shit already ruined that song for me with that sex scene in Watchmen. 
Ah. Well, that's the thing. It was like, you're really playing the song that you had a sex scene to for your, like, this is my version of, of this movie that I said should be in six parts, black and white, and not for children. The Justice League of America film. Oh it's just my like, God. I'm not trying to be angry, but fuck me. Like, what is it with this guy? I, oh, I, we, you don't like Melon Ackerman's tits? <laughs> you don't like it? You, you, you don't like it, the boobies? What? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't like the boobies. <laughs> so much rage right now. Thank you, Brent. Oh my God! Because Come this on. is all this Patrick, is all cool. Patrick Wilson. It's the best thing in the movie. Oh my and, God! I, I don't hate in Rorschach. Um, Doctor Manhattan's casting is brilliant. That guy oh, was great. And y- yes, Rorschach, Rorschach is the best. Sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. I don't hate the Watch movie. I really don't. I I hate what the Watch movie has made Zack Snyder become. Oh, yeah. That's what I hate most. Yes. And also, everyone's wrong. Like the the new ending is. Not I hate better. that. Like, here's the thing. I don't. The new ending doesn't really bother me. It, I get it. Makes sense. It's a it's a movie ending. I write movies. I get it. What I don't like is, like you said, it's it's the masturbatory, self serving. Mm-hmm. I'm God's gift to comics mm-hmm. that Zack Snyder has become. Like, okay, sure, you made 300, and it's it's a dude bro film. It's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. And then you did. Um, he also he did uh, what was it? Uh, um, not th- not thirty days night. Um, Dawn of the Dead. Twenty days later. Uh, twenty twenty. Dawn of the Dead. Twenty days later. Again, fine films, right? Then you do Watchmen, and okay, you get some critical acclaim because it, actually it's shot very well because you're just following panel for panel what the what the comic was. The story's okay because again you're just taking what's written by Alan Moore, uh, and it's. You get a, you got a decent cast to deliver lines that were not written by you. Got it. I I get that. Then you do Sucker Punch, and you were like, "Oh, it's gonna blow, it's gonna blow people's minds with how awesome it is." And it's a shitty film, and you keep talking about how good it was and how much it changed your life. And then you do your Man of Steel, and fuck that movie. And you every- liked Man of Steel. Shut I, up. You know, I, here's the thing. I liked the trailer. I liked the trailer. Yeah, the trailer was one of the was one of the few trailers that actually made me freaking cry because I thought there was something in that movie that was gonna, that was going to like it was I thought it was going to be like a very positive, uplifting and hopeful film. So but did I. I. <laughs> that is that is not what I wanted. That's not what I was expecting. Like uh, I don't. I'm not even talking about the beginning. I'm talking about like the whole like uh, we talked about it before. We, we talked about it at length on that in the podcast, but. The, How do Clark Kent uh, and Lois Lane meet by her screaming at the top of her lungs as he like burns her, oh, scarring her for life? I, I, I am I am totally going to wind up re-listening right before the Snyder Cut comes out. I'm going to re-listen to our episodes on Man of Steel, BVS, and Justice League just to prep myself. Because well, at least you can listen to Brandon say he liked Man of Steel on the Man of Steel episode, even after he teabagged it the entire time. With oh the yeah, three of y'all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'm, uh, looking, I'm looking forward to that because 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 his balls are everywhere. His balls are everywhere. I I, I can take or leave Man of Steel. There are things about Man of Steel I absolutely do like. BBS can leave my taint. Oh my I hate God. that fucking movie. God. That's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Why was it me? No, 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 no. Donovan, 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 that movie. Donovan. Twice. Donovan, The Last Airbender exists. Please do not tell me BVS is the that worst movie you've ever movie seen. That movie made me laugh. I swear. <laughs> like, 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 as somebody who's not seen the show, I went in there, watched it, and it was so bad, it was like genuinely funny. 
it was BVS. Like I heckled BVS like loudly. <laughs> oh, I know. But so when, the Martha, when the Martha scene happened, I just screamed, "World's greatest detective!" I, I was so appalled by what I was watching. Look, look, look. I I went out of my way to start dating somebody named Martha just because of that movie. So I mean. <laughs> This is for you, Batman. <laughs> I'm glad you're reminded daily of that movie's greatness then. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, 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 I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. Guys, get ready for this. Get ready for this. They're going to add mustaches to the entire cast of Justice League. <laughs> I hope that's in the bloopers. I hope yeah, that's in the bloopers. Like, I, th- I thought he was comp- – I, I seriously thought he was lying and bullshitting when he said that, like, uh, the army dude, the military guy was, like, John Johns. Yeah. But, like nope. – that doesn't make any sense, though. Oh, I know. That makes no s- And I'm not just being angry. Like, that makes no logical s- What? Oh, I know. Just I know. Does he not four know hours. Who Just go is? with it. I hope, I, I hope we somehow get Ryan Reynolds as, great, as Green Lantern in this, in this cut. Just, 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 the, just for the fuck of it. Like, like why not? Just throw him in there. He's like, oh, Ryan Choi's oh. in this film. He's, he, here's the scene right now. I guarantee you he's going to be murdered. <laughs> Donovan, it is four hours long. They're splitting it up into four one-hour episodes. Wait, what? On HBO Max. Yes, no. you haven't heard of this? No. This is you not believe- bullshit. Oh, yeah. No, no. Not yeah, bullshit. but right. You will believe a director can jack off for that long. <laughs> God. It's like fucking <laughs> four hours long. We're going to have to mail Jamal like three <laughs> bottles of his favorite bourbon or something in order to get him to watch oh. this because he's going to oh, all shit. out refuse to watch four hours of this. Yo, so all can by, I, can, by the time this – but hold on, hold on. Yeah, I was, I was, I, hold on, one, one, one second, one second. Uh, I'm just saying, by the time this episode is out, we will probably know when the Justice League Snyder Cut is coming out because Collider reported eight hours ago that they're that Warner Brothers is teasing the release date, uh, and they haven't actually said so yet. But uh, yes, fucking four one-hour episodes in 2021. Why? Because <laughs> Zack Snyder. No, I shouldn't say it. No, I shouldn't say it. No, no. Because uh, I, I'll, a, I'll say it. Because the fans yeah, demanded it. Yeah, I know. exactly. The a vocal fans. minority of dude bro fans, fucking misogynistic, yep. disgusting, <laughs> neck bearded, internet <laughs> fanboy douchebags threw a collective hissy fit yep. for this movie, mm-hmm. and we have to suffer. I know, I know. What were you going to say, Donald? Okay, you, you guys have know to suffer for content. <laughs> Not you don't have to suffer. You just are going to suffer because you want to be part of the content. Uh, <laughs> That's 100% true. Oh Good man. Speeches. Yep. It, and uh, and Rianne Johnson uh, make all my mo- make all the movies. Just do it. Just just make as many movies as you want. I'm okay with that. Everything you make is great. That's about it. Knives Out is great. Fucking great movie. Love that. Shit. No, 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 it's, it's really good. Price got worse so bad though. Like, <laughs> holy shit! But, but that 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 that's old old news. I know, I know, I know. I, I I may sit down and rewatch it at some point just to have rewatched it, but I don't want to. And and that's that's saying a lot for me. Like I was really back into it, and we've gotten to a point now. Especially with Star Trek Discovery hitting it on all cycles with uh, with this latest season, I'm actually kind of more hyped for Trek than Wars right now. Ah, so so Trek's winning the wars. <laughs> it, it, it is for me personally, and, and frankly, again, I like them both. I enjoy them both. 
I'm just way more in a Trek mood right now than I am in a mood for wars. Like, it's just it's just the way I roll. Like, I'm watching Discovery, like, the day it comes out, and I'm a couple episodes behind on The Mandalorian, and I'm all right with that. I mean, I, it's not that, I, not that I don't enjoy it, and it's not that I'm looking, fo- not, not looking forward to watching it, because I am. I just... Yeah, I. It's just the way I am right now. You know, it's it, it's funny how it runs in cycles like that. It's part car. Oh, no, I was gonna say like I, I I think I know why because if you look at like Star Trek, Star Trek has not changed their blocking, their shots, their their storytelling. It's all the same, and it hasn't really changed. There's still that same consistency to it. Yeah, the J.J. Abrams stuff and. Uh, the Simon Banks up is a little bit different, but it still has like that homage to um, the original Star Trek. And you look at Star Wars, and Star Wars is you go back and you look at um, uh, like episode uh, four, five, and six. Right? They are shot very specifically. They are shot almost like almost like Akira Kurosawa films or um, a little a little bit of French Art Nouveau. They're shot. Very specifically, and then you get the prequels, and it forgets all about it, and then you get the new stuff, and it forgets all about it, and then the Mandalorian just goes back to the old Star Wars. And I think that's why, like Star Trek, still has that mm-hmm. it has that consistency to it, and it hasn't it hasn't deviated style. And you look at Rise of Skywalker; it's completely different than any other Star Wars film. It looks doesn't even look like it doesn't even look like. Uh, episode seven at all well discovery discovery comes the closest to deviating from what you said though like it does actually experiment a little bit on style but at its core it's still star trek um and it still looks like it it still feels like it you know it's just it you know times change and everything needs to be battlestar galactica in the way that it's that it's shot and made you know because that 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 revolutionized the sci-fi genre as it was and everybody needed to change the, the way they roll after that. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely this particular season of the of Discovery, I'm watching it. I'm enjoying it. However, only just only the slightest bit of, bit of a spoiler. I'm not even going to say where they are because that's the spoiler. But something big happened in the Star Trek universe known as the Burn. And I swear, if the Burn turns out to be the Burnum. I gave up on the show entirely, and I completely take back everything that I said. Because As my, Mike Rick Burnham, Michael Michael Burnham is the is the main character. There's something called the burn that happened. If it turns out <laughs> it's the Burnham, you know, if it turns out it's somehow a butchering and it's her fault, I give up on the show entirely because too much of the shit has been. I'm Michael Burnham, and I'm important. And that's my one mm. negative. That's my one negative about Discovery more than anything else is that. Star Trek is always about the crew, not about a, a specific character. Even when Kirk was the star, it was about the damn crew. So you, they better... Despite his best efforts. Yes, despite his best efforts, exactly. <laughs> if they if they somehow make it to Burnham... So Michael's a little bit of a, of a, of a Mary Sue. Yeah, uh, she's pretty close. <laughs> uh, More or less than Ray. Uh, actually, do not. Ooh, mm-hmm. uh, shut up. <laughs> I'm not. I want to watch the world burn. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not th- dignifying that with a response. Actually, I, I have, have thoughts, Dono. I've got thoughts about that right oh, now. Oh, I know. I know. And I wouldn't even. You know, now that I think about it, I wouldn't even. T h o t s thoughts. 
I wouldn't even say that that Michael Burnham is a Mary Sue per se. It's just they do their darndest to make her feel important in everything. And it's not even just like uh. it's not even just the Discovery crew. It's about Star Trek history. It's about characters that you're already familiar with. Somehow she's familiar with them as well and important in their history and their and their backstory. She is she becomes very, very important in Star Trek lore, and they don't quite sell it. That's mm. that, that, that's 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 all I'll say about it. That's a shame. Yep. Okay, and right before we get to plugs, I have a couple of things that I want to bring up real quick that have changed since this episode was first recorded. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, this episode is at least like two to three weeks old at this point, and I've been having some computer issues with like random blue screens, which uh, hindered my ability to edit this as fast as I would like. I finally got over those for now, knock on wood, and uh, that's why this episode is being released now in 2021 when it was recorded in 2020. But the one big change that's happened since this recording is that I now have a personal Patreon. So any of you listening to this right now, if you'd like to support the show and myself by visiting patreon.com slash comic timing, uh, you can go ahead and do so. Uh, it's not just the, pi- the Patreon for this show, although it is also for server maintenance and uh, you know web renewals and uh, stuff like that, and also you know the cost of uh, running the website itself. Uh, but it's also for uh, the task of producing the episodes that do get released both here on Comic Timing and on Comic Geek Speak, plus any side projects, uh, Comic Timing Extra Points or potentially other podcasts that I may release. Uh, I'm also going to be releasing some blog posts and articles on the Patreon as time moves forward. So again, if you if you want to support me, I'm not looking for a lot. Anything I get would be more than generous, uh, but patreon.com slash comic timing is where you can find that Patreon. And uh, thank you guys so much for supporting the show for as long as you have. Uh, I know we've been a bit irregular uh, over the last couple of years, to say the least, but uh, we're still trucking, and here's hoping you guys are still listening. So thanks. All right. I think that's that, gentlemen. Uh, I think we are just about ready to say where you can find our shit on the regular. So, uh, Dono, where can they find your shit? You can find my smelly shit at uh, <laughs> QNOAnswers.com. Uh, com where I and my co-host Harrison Chu do the podcast questions we don't have answers um, every year uh, on December we're going to do the end of the year like you know top 10 things that we discovered that we enjoyed uh, episode so we're kind of gearing up for that we're actually kind of uh, mentioning back and forth about that today although I will actually have a discussion because our show is it leans towards towards a pop culture slash social political bent so I'm actually going to talk about Watchmen the show tomorrow I'm set to record tomorrow with uh uh, writer and cultural critic Nora Berlatsky. So that should be look out for that. But then listen to this episode. And um, actually, uh, I've I've still done work. I've done work for like ten years for the Batman universe. And uh, today dropped the commentary I did with uh, my friend Josh for um, Batman: Death and Family, which I, I I really 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 enjoyed. And we did a commentary on that. That's about an hour long, and it's it was pretty fun. So check those out. Nice. And uh, Brandon, uh, what you got? Same old place you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at the Dabadon, uh, the Pop Culture Clash podcast. It's my podcast with my co-host uh, Ados Baron. We are on a hiatus because of COVID, because we have to record in person, because that's how we work. 
but find me on uh, all social medias at the Dabadon Instagram. Doing something a little bit different now. Um, I play a lot of D and D, so right now I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to take the month to do like a lot of different character builds, like pop culture things, like that, like um, how to play like Daredevil or Bullseye or whoever. Oh, Ian, hold on, <laughs> one more thing, real quick. Yeah. Um, my birthday's. Uh, we're recording this on a. What day is this? Thursday? My birthday's on a Saturday. I'm taking donations for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia also. So oh. if you go to their website and donate, just do that for me, please, guys. Sounds like a plan. And Casina, where you at? I'm on YouTube as BK's Bullets. Lots of content coming out this week. And I'm on Twitter as Casina B. So if you want to find my BK's Bullets, I'm now promoting it on there. So there you go. Ian, Ooh. Raph, Brandon, Donovan, you have no fucking excuse. Leave a comment. Watch your damn video. <laughs> I watch your video. There's no comment. I, I, I watched your three jokers video. I should leave a comment. Leave, leave a damn comment. Let me know my buddies were there. Come on. I will. I, there. I will Let leave. I, I will leave. All right. I'll I, like and subscribe and hit the bell. Yes. I will. I will leave a comment. I will not tell you which video is going to be on, nor will I tell you when it's going to happen. But you will know because I will do it. I will. No, I'll get a notification as soon as you do. Oh yeah, right. Once you click that notification bell, ding, like and subscribe. All right, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm on Twitter at i underscore am underscore sci-fi. Uh, that's the Instagram as well. Uh, you can find me, of course, on the Comic Geek Speed podcast over comicgeekspeed dot com. And uh, depending on when this episode comes out. Uh, we will be having a uh, 15th anniversary Zoom call for Comic Geek Speak. If you want to try to be as close to a super show recording as possible without actually being in person, this is probably going to be that. So uh, expect the comic talk and woosey-goosey, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff uh, rather than, hey, remember 15 years ago? I remember. Because it's not going to be that type of thing. For that matter, uh, the email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com, facebook.com slash comic timing for any conversation you'd like to have with us. And uh, uh, Brent will post his uh, BK's Bullets videos as they come out there as well. Uh, proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over comicspodcast.com. Stay tuned for changes on the Comics Podcast Network happening in the new year. And uh, we'll give you further information on that if and when it does happen. And uh, that's that. So for Donovan, for Brandon, for Brent, I'm Ian Levison reminding everybody out there that there's always time for comics. Unless you're Ian and don't read them anymore. And I do read comics, goddammit. I'm just lazy. (laughs) Comics, what are those? I don't read comics, guys. Those are for children. All right, gents. I will. Uh, that was that was fun. Oh yeah, that, that, that was awesome. Good times as always. Uh, I'll I'll have this I'll have this thing out no later than early next week because uh, I I got a bunch of shit to do tonight uh, for a CG. You said you were editing tonight, and you got to get it out for Brandon's birthday. Oh God, come on. <laughs> 
I, I'm going to do my best to have it out by by this weekend. If not, then then Monday or Tuesday at the earliest. Because I got I, I have a CGS mechanic that has to be out tonight because I got to announce the Zoom thing. So uh, that's uh, you know that that but takes in, high, that takes high priority, unfortunately. But in the children, literally the children. There's the children. we're still going to get donations going your way, man. It's still going to fucking happen. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, have a good rest of your night, and I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon.